This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, SpiderVPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favourite websites and streams by using SpiderVPN. They have some amazing offers right now and have come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. And a very, very good evening. Um, This is Sunday night as we're recording this, the day after um, what was... Samosa Saturday 14, which was the uh, the highlight of the day for those that got involved with that. And we'll have Manny coming on in the show in a little bit later to let you know how much was raised. Fantastic turnout from the Wolves fans as well. We had some Brighton fans down there. Um, but aside from that, it all kind of went downhill from there. Obviously, we're going to the game, sunny day, with lots of hope, expectation for a reaction. And it was uh, more of the same, but... Probably worse, really, because uh, we didn't just lose 1-0. We lost 3-0 and deservedly shirt. So if you're a Brighton fan watching this, um, you know, we can't say that you didn't deserve it. You did. Um, you outplayed us. You outfought us. You out you performed us. You outshot us. You scored more goals. And you seem to have a little bit more desire. And which surprises me because, like, Wolves still um, have something to fight for. It. I know that there's some, some frustrated people in the uh, generally across the board when Wolves lose, but we have lost now three out of the last ten um, since the turn of the year. We did have a fully fit squad in February and uh, Neves came into the team. He played a three-man midfield, which was a 3-5-2. He took Neves off at half-time, which I think was planned. 
uh, Fabio and uh, Wang started up front. He took Fabio off at half-time, which for me, he was looking like our best player. And um, there's questions to start being asked. Is our cracks appearing? Is he losing the dressing room? Is the confidence draining? Do the team want Europe? Do Fosun want Europe? There are some people already calling for uh, Bruno to go. I don't, I, don't, I don't concur with that. My view, you know, is they've got to back him in the summer if and let him build the squad he wants. And that needs to be showing, advanced, uh, showing the ambition from the owners. This summer's uh, going to be a big one. And I think the Wolves fans have got rightly got to be asking questions. Um, but I will be asking everyone that comes up, um, because we're on here, to ask the question, with Bruno Large, back him or sack him? And we're also going to be asking the, a very important question because uh, I need new Netflix series to watch. Uh, so I'm going to ask the guys their favourite TV shows or Netflix series and recommendations. Of course, if you've got any as well, please um, please let us know. But this the channel is all about reporting on the mood. So we have to face the hard questions at time. It is a difficult period for Wolves. We are well safe. At the start of the season, if we'd have taken eighth, I think we'd have all took, snapped the hands off. Um, but with the, the fact of the matter is that we just can't seem to take a grip. And I think West Ham have lost again today. So, again, we're back to three points behind with a game in hand. But hey-ho. So, we're going we're gonna to kick off um, with Jason, who's sporting his latest retro top, I can see, in the green room. And he's got, we have got a very special debutant uh, that's going to be joining Jason. So let's bring you on to the show. Hi, Jason. Dave, um, he was wide awake, and I'm not being rude. As soon as you started talking, mate, you set him off to sleep. So... <laughs> Straight I away, that. I'm sent him to sleep. Oh, man. Fantastic. And it's, what's, what's your young man's name? His name's Jonas, which, believe it or not, is an anagram of my name. So we, we wanted to call him something because... My granddad and my dad have got the initials JFG, so we wanted to keep that going. So it's Jonas Frederick Guy. But um, I might need to book you as a babysitter, Dave, because you've just sent him straight, <laughs> away, straight off. I've sent him to sleep, listening to my voice. Well, Jason, of course, is the host of the uh, the Fabulous Wolf Whistle podcast. Um, obviously, also, um, I think, chairman or secretary of the uh, Wolves All-Stars. Yes, and yes, Sam. And the phenomenal fundraiser. And in fact, uh, you've, uh, I think you've run a half marathon today, haven't you? Well, it was a bit, it was a Birmingham 10k day, but to be yes. honest, the way I feel now, it feels like I've run a half marathon. It like I've run a full one. But, you know, we're talking about um, Jonas falling to sleep. I should have took him to the game yesterday. Oh, man. It's, it's, I thought we started reasonably well again. Um, I thought we started. You know, and we just faded again. I mean, we had that shot from Matinho that could have gone anywhere. Yeah. Um, and then just after that, Neves hit one. It was blocked out. And that was about it. After that, it was all Brighton, wasn't it? I mean, you made a great point, Dave, right at the start, that um, Brighton have got absolutely nothing to play for. Yet, they come to Molyneux yesterday, like it was them, vying for Europe and us, that were just prepared to sit in mid-table. And that's the frustrating thing, really, because if you look at the teams on paper, um, look at the teams on paper, Wolves have got a, a much stronger side than Brighton. And this this is this is part of the frustration. 
And, it, you know, I, I haven't really mentioned the money side of things before, but we're paying our players some ridiculously big wages. And to put performances in like that, listen, Saez yesterday, I think it was about the 85th minute, he's got his hands on his knees. You, you can't do that in the Premier League. You know, you can't. You know, he looks tired, fatigued. Um, whether he's fatigued or tired or just, you know, we're 3-0 down and he can't be bothered, I don't know. But it's just so frustrating, Dave, to watch because, once again, West Ham have lost today or lost uh, the weekend, sorry. And the frustrating thing is it's the hope that kills you because every week, that you know, it's going to go into next week again now. We win next week and we're back in the European places potentially. And it's I ridiculous. Today. Because in eighth place, I'll tell you now, Dave, we're punching well above our weight. We aren't an eighth place side. And the way we've um the way we've escalated up the division and you know, sat where we have done for the most part of it. Listen, they say the league table doesn't lie, but in my opinion, it's not a true reflection. And you look at the goal scored, I mentioned this last time, Dave. There's Everton and Leeds who are basically in relegation uh, places or relegation battle who scored more goals than us. And that's frightening. And yeah, that's, that's, that's that wasn't the from that uh, Carl Whitehouse gave us last week in the chat. But it's the uh, in the history of the Premier League, no team has, has finished in the top 10 scoring fewer goals than Wolves. I mean, 33 goals. It's ridiculous. You know, it, it, and, and I suppose that's indicative of, of you know, um, I'm, I was going to say why well, we're not higher in the league, but for 33 goals, we shouldn't be in eighth place. So I, I'm quite dumbfounded by the position. Listen, I've heard, I've seen the, the gropes, the gropes on social media with regards to Bruno, etc. Um, and for me, I still think he's the man for the job. I think there's a massive job for him to do. Um, the first three games of the season, obviously we lost all three games, but we've oh, seen it was play. fantastic football. And what he's done is reverted to type with a more safer uh, style of football. And and you could say on reflection, you know, eighth place isn't a bad place to be. But you, you know, we've lost uh, we won three out of the last ten. Or what was that, Dave? Was it? Um, so we've, yeah, three out of the last ten. Three out the last ten. Out the last ten. I think we've lost. Three in a row without scoring as well, and against the teams that we're playing against, it's it's indefensible really. Um, but yeah, I, I still think Bruno's the man for the job. I, I, I do. Um, just what frustrates me is on social media when you got people going, "Oh, what about Sean Dyche?" And you just think, "Well, are you joking?" Is someone well, actually no. recommended Sean Dyche? Pe people have recommended Sean Dyche, and you just think. Well, hang on a sec. Burnley's been in the bottom <laughs> bottom half all season, fighting a relegation battle. They've sacked him for a reason. And now, I mean, look, it's ridiculous. With Bruno, um, I do think he needs a strong pre-season where he gets backed fully and then we'll, we'll judge him properly next season. But eighth place, if we finish anywhere around this, we can't complain. But I'm just so frustrated in the fact that we could have been looking, as I said last week as well, a sixth place team here. Well, uh, Kevin Kevin Layton said, I watched Everton beat Chelsea. They showed heart and soul. And it's not been something that you've been able to really accuse of the Wolves players because I always think that they, they try. But there's something, uh, you know, Emma said, there's something seems not right. Something mm -hmm. isn't right somewhere. I mean, Ryan Lester, on his, you know, yeah. he's a journalist, on his um, socials, on his tweets, has said there's been a bit of a 
argy-bargy at the training ground between Bruno and Raul and Johnny. And they were both out the side yesterday at the start. How much you read into that? No, he's saying it's a good source. I mean, the dressing room's always been a really tight place. Neves talked about it on his 200s, about, like, the best dressing room. And, and, and funny enough, Emma says maybe the pressure is not co is coming from themselves within the group because they're not yeah. scoring and they're starting to, like, why are we not scoring? And there's they're getting frustrated because they're not putting the ball in the net. And with Jason, 90 minutes yesterday, Brighton had nine shots on target. Wolves had one, one shot on target. Yeah. The whole game at home to a Brighton side who admittedly are a good football side. You know, they've had some good away results. They've, they haven't won at home since the turn of the year, but they haven't won four games on the road. So maybe being on the road suits and when teams open a bit. But they played us off the park. We, we, we didn't put a glove on them, really. I mean, Neto hit the post right late on. He was one that was showing a bit of heart and desire in the last five yeah. or ten minutes to try and make something happen, which was great. Um, but I look across the whole team and they look devoid of confidence. They yeah. look devoid of, and, you know, belief. Well, I've not seen... Go on, three days. I've not seen that really before. And that's what I was, that was what I was seeing yesterday. Yeah, I think there is a frustration. I noticed a couple of things on the pitch yesterday as well. Um, there was one where Cody and Bolly were having words, nothing major. I'm sure it's just passion. But Bolly put a, a pass astray and, and Cody really laid into him. Um, and then later on, I didn't even remember the free kick, which Martinho took, which Sice was over it. And it looked like Sice wanted it. And they clearly communicated that Sice was going to take it. And then Martinho decided to hit it. And you could just see... That, there's, that there is a, a frustration brewing. Um, and it's clear, you know, in one respect, it's good. If you do get the old training ground bust-ups, um, then at least you can argue that there's passion. But um, listen, I'm sure what, what Ryan's put, you know, if it's come from a good source, um, you know, a lot of his, a lot of the stuff he puts on social media is credible, so I'm sure it is. But um, are we going to look at, at the end of this season, an exodus with, you know, a lot of the players moving on. And I think in the past, we've kept on to keep, we've kept hold of key players. You know, we've always lost a big one like Jota, et cetera, but we've kept on to key players normally added to the squad. But I think this preseason is going to be quite different. I think there's going to be three or four names going. I don't know who, but I just think it's going to be, there's got to be big changes because we have seen that the second half of the season to massively stagnate. Um, and it, it wasn't good watching yesterday. And it's a shame, isn't it? I mean, like, you know, we've, the thing is, we've seen us play some great football at times this year. You know, the early part of the year, uh, since the term of the year, we're starting to score some goals. Things were looking up. Second, we've lost Nevers and, and Pedence. I think Pedence is a key, key yeah. player for me because he, he just seems to make everything else seems to click. You know, Raul isn't the same same player as he was last year. He's been frustrated. We've talked about it. There's, yeah. you know, we lost Samedo yesterday as well, who came in. You know, which is which is shame. Johnny's looked good. You know, Ain't Norrie was trying the step overs and stuff like that. You know, it yeah. was. You know, Neves obviously wasn't fully fit, but came in. It was a bit of a surprise we come in. It, it and it just the whole thing. It's frustrating. I was just watching that game yesterday, almost with a res you know, after about fifteen minutes with a resigned <clears throat> feeling in myself. I wasn't excited. I was watching the game like you know, obviously you know, 
I do my vlog. There's one bit of, um, funnily enough, the corners and the, the set-piece delivery as well. There's two or three corners that didn't even get off the ground and he beat the first man. There was one corner, which I caught on my vlog, which I watched it back three or four times as I was editing my vlog. The ball comes over. It's in the centre of the area. And there's four or five Brighton players. And there is not one Wolves player mm -hmm. in in the, in the centre of the six-yard box off a corner. And Dave, that's like we said earlier, um, you know, they, they want it more. Now, I always say about a corner, that's a cross into the box. What do they tell wingers to do? You know, get the ball into the box, hit the byline, get the ball into the box. A corner for me is a cross into the box. Get all the big men up and, you know, bolly, etc. And you've got a chance on goal. When they try and play the short corners, which very rarely work, or they can't beat the first man, it's just an absolute waste of a set piece for me. Exactly. And they were catching us on the break. And they were cutting through us at ease at times. And I don't know, like you said, Soyis, um, he didn't look on it. Bolly was no. not his imperious self. And when the two either side of Cody are a little bit off it, it exposes him yeah. a lot as well. And we don't concede many goals. I think it's Wall's biggest defeat of the season. It's, it's definitely Brighton's biggest uh, win of the season. And um, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating. But, um, I mean, what changes... I mean, you're, you're right, we're going to talk about this with everyone, but I do think that this, I had a little bit of a, a rant for me, not, not actually as a rant as such, like, you know, but, like, was a little bit frustrated after the game with Magic and, uh, and Sensational Stan, who was my dad and my father-in-law. And I was like, we really have got to... If we're going to go with Bruno... They have got to properly back him mm. in the summer window. We've had a lot of transfer windows where they've done a bit of business recently. But this summer window coming up, I think, is so key. If we do yeah. not get it right, we judging on what's happening, thing, we could be in real trouble next year. If they can get it right, we can, we've either got to push on or we're going to go backwards. Well, you talk about the defence, Dave. Um I think we've missed Max Kilman massively. And I'm not going to say Willie Bolly's come, in, come back in and done a bad job. but we have he's had some good games. Yeah, we've, we've missed Max Kilman massively. And I didn't think I'd be saying that at the start of the season. Um, and the other one to look at is Jose Sarr. Now, without him, I really, I really don't think we'd be in this position. You know, so I think we've got a lot to thank him for. Um, and I think we need to... I've said this time again that, you know, we really need to look at an old-fashioned centre-forward, someone who runs down the middle, someone who can get onto the end of through balls, someone who can get onto the end of crosses. Um, who's going to put his head in, in, basically, and his body in where it hurts. Yeah. Listen, yeah. look, look, Bully, he would put his head where players wouldn't put their feet, you know. But we haven't really got a player like that. And, you know... But, with Raul, listen, he's done fantastic for the club. He really, really has. And I'm not going to sit here and, you know... We're still our top scorer for the season on six goals. Yeah, on six, which is which is Dave. We're, we're in eighth position, fighting for Europe. It's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, six yeah. goals. You know, centre-half can get that in a season. Let's be, let's be honest. But I'm I'm probably eating my words. and But he, he doesn't look like the player he was. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be like that forever. You know... Few more games, etc. I'm sure it'll change. Few more and goals. Season, maybe back. he'll come back the old role next season. Yeah, but but we haven't got time. We can't wait for the 
players to score goals. We can't wait any longer for, for Fabio Silva to score. I'm willing Fabio Silva to score. I want him to score. Did he look the most lively of the front three yesterday? Yes, he did. But regardless if he looked lively or not, he didn't score. You know, he didn't even come close to scoring, in my opinion. Um, I just think a, a lot of work needs to be done in the final third. And the, that's it's, it's, it's so important because that would have been the difference this season massively. OK, mate. And uh, obviously, final final words. Uh, we've got, first of all, we want uh, your favourite TV show or Netflix recommendation uh, before we get on to your performance rating, man of the match and your moment of the, of the day. Yeah, Netflix recommendation. Um, I watched uh, a documentary. It's called Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez. I don't know if you watched it, Dave, yet. No, I haven't, no. But it's about an American footballer, and it's very, very the interesting. Right, the producer's making notes here as I speak, but it, it, backstage. Uh, uh, listen, Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez, and you know, me and the missus like a good Netflix documentary. And the good thing is it's one of them where as soon as it's coming up, continue watching, you're there matchsticks in your eyes but you want to watch the next one it's really good there's a lot of twists to it very interesting and it's, it's true as well and it's it's really really good watch day but i don't want to give anything away well we'll definitely be watching that mate thank you for that one um your performance rating your moment of the day and your man of the match if you can pick one performance rating uh i'm gonna give a four out of ten four um, out of ten yeah and they're lucky that's, they've got that yes yeah, uh, that's generous Moment of the day, Samosa Saturday, Manny, I know the amount raised, I'm not going to steal your thunder, unbelievable, fantastic, and not just the amount that's raised, the awareness for dementia and the fact that people are being brought together as well, um, unbelievable, man of the match, I didn't even think of that Dave, uh, <laughs> man of the match, I've got no idea, um, I'll, I'll, listen, I think I'll give it to Ruben Neves because he's come back in, um, yes, he was probably, it was the script for him to play half, he done it very well, um, and look, yeah, he couldn't really pick. It. I couldn't really pick a player out of that, but I have to give it to Ruben Neves. Fantastic, mate! And um, uh, you can find Jason uh, on Wolves Premier on most of the socials, uh, and obviously the Wolves Whistle podcast. And Jason, I know you've been raising money again today, have you not? Yes, I did the ten k for my daughter suffers from a genetic condition. Actually, that's the wrong thing to say. She doesn't suffer from it. Um, my daughter's got a genetic condition, 1P36, which is chromosome deletion. Um, so we did the uh, Birmingham 10K today. And, uh, yeah, it was very, very hard, but very worthwhile. I mean, we raised over £1,000 on Twitter alone, which is absolutely mind-blowing. So I want to Can thank everybody. Can you do everybody. me a favour, Jason? Can you put that link in the chat for anyone? Yes, we'll do 100%. And, Thank you for everybody that's donated. And even if people can't donate, because I understand, you know, it, 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 the times are in, etc. Just, you know, I'm sorry if I've spammed your timeline on Twitter with uh, all the requests and all the info, etc. But it means a lot to me and I'm sure it means a lot to other people as well. And I'm looking forward as well, because I, I do want to get some tickets to that uh, dinner that you've announced. Uh, yeah. Uh, so make sure you keep a couple uh, for us. For oh, that. 100%. Dean Saunders on October the 27th and... Uh, I did a dinner with Dean not so long back, and he's going to tell it warts and all. And, and that'll uh, be really, really good. I've sometimes I know he was like it was a, it's a bit of a chaos time, but that is going to be so entertaining. I hear him on Talk Sport talking, and he's such a nice guy when you listen to him talk. And he always just down to us. So I think that's going to be a brilliant evening, and I'm really looking forward to uh, hoping. Oh, she's woke up. <laughs> he's what? Yeah, woke do up I hear he is, Oh, how many weeks? How many weeks old? 
He's 10 weeks old. Oh. So, what's he seen in that time? Three wins, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Three wins, yeah, man. And he's made his debut as well on yeah. YouTube at 10 weeks he's, old. He's got the same hairstyle as the style of soul back, and he wants him back in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Well, uh, Jonas and Jason, thank you ever so much for coming on, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Always look forward to hearing what you've got to say. No problem, buddy. Please pop, a, please pop the link in the chat. Will do, thank you. you want, I'll put it up on the screen when it comes up. Nice one. Cheers, Jay. Oh, bye. Uh, so that's Jason with his uh, his young lad there, Jonas, making his YouTube uh, debut. Uh, next up, we've got Craig from Tuba Ward, who's got uh, Tuba Wolves, who's going to be make, wanting to make a few words. And then following that, we're going to be getting Manny on. And then the rest of the guys are going to be following suit. We've got so many today. But uh, Craig, you did ask to come on first early on today, but because Jason's... Um, his little one was there. You you uh you stepped aside so he can go on first with his so he can put the little one to bed. Lovely nipper, really nice. nice Absolutely guy. fantastic. Uh Craig, I know you've got uh you, you're not happy, you're not happy, bunny, are you? I'm 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 just um seething day because this is a long standing problem. You know, everybody's talking about uh, the forwards and whatever. This has been over three seasons. Uh, I I want to read some of it. That I that I wrote on a on a blog yesterday on Facebook. Right. Yeah. Uh, th th these are like my words. Seven losses in the last ten. Three seasons worth of mostly inept defensive football. We can't attack at speed. It's not a recent uh, issue, and it's down to the players we have. They want too much time on the ball. They cannot play against the high press. And they move the ball so slowly when going forward that teams get back in shape. Serious issues, no doubt, and a pathetic display today. Dave, you can't break down Premier team teams that are that are in formation when you when you play the type of attacking football we play. It's slow, it's ponderous, it's side to side, it's back to back. We have nobody to put what I call an incisive ball through for, for a, a, a quick run. We have no intelligent forwards anymore that can find the space inside the box. And on the odd occasions that they do get in that, in those the, those places, they want the extra touch. They don't fire the ball straight away, which which uh, wrong foots the goalkeeper. That Everybody's able to get set. And the stats don't lie, do they? We've got three seasons now worth of, of really low goal-scoring uh, offensive football from Wolves. The reason we're in eighth spot is one reason only. Uh, our defensive uh, displays and organisations are outstanding. Without our defensive nous, we'd be in, in relegation form now. Uh, I mean, yesterday, we're at home in front of a full house um, there is no way that those players that we've come to know and love have not got the passion for this club. We've seen it uh, far too many times. They've got the passion uh, and they work hard, but they just how they're being coached, and and also what you sort of add that with their their natural game, which 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 is clearly slow ball and a methodical. Uh, way of playing 
which is not working it in the Premiership. You've got to hit teams on the break. All, all the teams that score the most goals in the Premier are very, very quick. Uh, very, very quick one-touch football. They're playing triangles. They find the space. But, the, but, but that final ball is lightning quick and the shot's off really quickly as well. And we just don't do that. Raul's Paul, not... Paul, Paul, Mansell, um, Paul Mansell said, um, has said a few times to me that it seems like they're trying to score the perfect goal, as in absolutely perfect. And, and obviously it's difficult to score the perfect goal. When you score the perfect goal, they're absolutely amazing. But that's what he says. It seems to me like they're trying to score the perfect goal. And I think the one of the things that does frustrate Wolves fans is the fact that... Um, is the fact that Bruno Large was brought in on a remit um, to play attacking football and to get more goals. When he was uh, in charge of Benfica, they scored over a hundred goals. They, you know, they were attacking, free flowing, and I think we've seen the first three or four games of the season how he, the vision of how he wants us to play. It was exciting. It was refreshing. It was brilliant. The only thing we didn't do was put the ball in the back of the net. We just couldn't score until we got those four goals against Forrest. And then, of course, no points on the board. And he's had to be pragmatic and look and go, we need to find a way of using what we had with Nuno and what I want. And, you know, we, were, we got the defence good. The, the team understood and then we were getting the wins and everyone's happy. Okay, we wasn't scoring many goals. And then we had a couple of bad results and bad runs, but we bounced back. We got into the new year and we thought we'd put all of that problem behind because, you know, January to February, we started to score a few goals. Hence, we got up to the position where we were. And then since then, um, it's kind of gone backwards. It's kind of gone backwards and... You know, we've we've scored. We're not scoring enough goals. I think it's it's something like 15, 15 games out of thirty three. We've not scored in a game. It's it's fourteen, I think, Dave. But 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 they're basics here, though, aren't they? When you were a kid and you and you were taught to pass a football, you were taught to pass a football two yards, two to three yards in front of of a player running onto it. How many times do you see Wolves Wolves back uh, three and midfield play a ball forward and it's behind the player so that they have to stop running and then and then uh, come come back for the ball and start up again? That's that's like a relay uh, racer having the baton uh, stuck to him when he's standing still. There's there's just absolutely no 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 speed in attack at all. And we're just making so many bad decisions. We're, we're not running into the right spaces. Um, Fabio Silva, for me, he's going to be a brilliant player, but he's but he's playing with with players that that at the moment are slow, they're cumbersome. Poor old Raúl, what he must be feeling after that um, animal, uh, Louise, what he did to him. Uh, you know that 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 challenge still angers me to this day. It was reckless. Um, uh, did he mean to, to hurt him? No way, but he was reckless and it was a stupid challenge. And it's and it's just it's not roll for six, he, he just he's not the same player, he cannot play uh, with, with, with that headband on. You can see it in him, he's totally frustrated. His heading ability 
is what her 50% of what it used to be. Um, I, I, I am really, really concerned, Dave, that, that we have not got the right personnel to play the fast-flowing football that is required to score goals in the Premiership. And the point well, you made, made about Benfica, Dave, it's a NAF league. Portuguese league is a NAF league. Every single team in the Premiership on their day is capable of beating beating a, a, the other team. You, you, you've got nowhere near that... that, that uh, yeah, I, I I I agree with you. I mean, obviously, it's like Scotland, isn't it? You got Rangers and Celtic about it, but in in Porto, you got Sporting, you've got Porto, you got Benfica, Braga, and so there is a bit more competition, and you know they they do have some high quality players. I mean, they had like Felix and stuff like that. But you are right, the, the depth of the league isn't what it is on Premier League. We've seen many many times that. Uh, a team down the bottom, like Everton today, have beaten Chelsea. Just before we get on to your further points, I just want to say Jason has put the link yeah. uh, to his Just Giving if you want to donate. I've put it that on the uh, on the screen there for you as well. So uh, if you did want to get involved with that. But I get where you're coming, uh, mate, um, in regards to that. And I think it's been well documented that Bruno Lars wants to play a 4-2-3-1 formation, i.e. Four, cent- you know, four at the back, Two just in front, and then you use the uh, the attacking in that way. It's quite a fluid system, and that's where he played at Benfica. He has sort of kept with the three because the defensive side of things knew what they were doing, and and I think this is why you know we're asking the question because there are people asking the question about you know should he go? I mean, at the end of the day, he's had one transfer window. He's coming, but and my belief is he's a good manager. You know, he's having a sticky time. I, I was a bit disappointed with his interview on Wolves TV after the game. He basically was lost for words and didn't say anything. And he was kind of looked like he didn't have a clue. But, like, I'm sure he does have a clue. He think he was just exasperated. But, like, he keeps saying... He, he has said we've seen this this uh, game so many times. Well, we saw it again yesterday, but with an extra two goals conceded. But we're he, he's going to get to the summer. He's going to reset... And there must be plans afoot because we, you know, he needs to be backed. If they, if they, what they went out and got him, they sacked Nuno. And obviously, at the time, some people were calling for Nuno to go. Some people wanted him to have another season because of the pandemic, but they sacked him. They went out and got Bruno Large. They brought him in at the start of the season. If we'd have said we'd have got eighth, we'd have all probably gone, yeah, okay, good first season. So from that point of view, he's ticked a box. And we've got to that position. But if they brought him in uh, to play this type of football that he has played, um, then they've got to back him in the transfer window. They've got to back him in terms of the squad and what he needs to play that that sort of football. And if they don't, the failing, you start to be thinking of pointing the finger at the owners and the those inside rather than the match. Every single Wolves fan can see we need to refresh the squad. We need to, if we want to take the next step, we've got to invest. Now, I'm like very supportive, always backed Fosin and the board and all of that. And we can understand and they've generally got things right. They've got to get it massively right in this summer window. Yeah, Dave, there's a reason why we play well against the top teams and we play generally very, very poorly against the lowest, lower teams. And the reason for that is that the top teams 
they're not as concerned about us as they are about themselves. In other words, they back themselves that they've got the skill to score the goals against us, to to beat us. So they don't set up uh, to to stop us um, playing. They 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 are more concerned about themselves. Now, when we play the lower teams, they are concerned about about us scoring against them and being able to shut them out. So their first role for us is to frustrate us. Age of frustrate wolves. Will you let the back three do what they want? You let the back three knock the ball across the bat as much as they like because it doesn't hurt you. You then overload uh, in in uh, midfield. You don't give any space to our midfield at all. And then you man mark our forwards and you stop us scoring every single time. And that's why we struggle against the lower sides because that, that they've worked us out. They're not too worried about uh, um, uh, scoring against us early doors because they know that when they frustrate us and we get into the game, we're going to make a mistake, as we did yesterday. I mean, I feel sorry for our defence because they literally go into every game where they cannot make a single error because we can't score goals. Well, and Manny's talked about this many, many times when he's coming on. I'm sure he's going to talk about it again when he comes on next after you. You know, if we're scoring two or three goals, if we score, we lose, if we concede one, we're still winning the game. Um, And when you're not scoring goals... The other team only has to score one to pick something up. And it happened again yesterday, you know, where we went behind. And as soon as we went behind, you know, turned to to my dad, turned to Stan and Emma. And it was like, we talked about half-time, couldn't see that we were going to come back into the game. Right. Couldn't see where we were going to get a shot on target, let alone uh, score a goal. Mate, um, Thank let's... You, anyway. uh, Netflix show. Yeah, you've got to say, Netflix or yeah. TV show. Come on, um, give us some recommendations. Sex Education. It's hilarious. Sex Education, right. It's absolutely brilliant. It's just, it's so funny. You're, 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 Comedy. Yeah, you'll bust your sides. It's okay. just, it, it really is very, very funny. Um, Man, of the, uh, Man of the Match, they don't deserve one at all, but um, <laughs> I'm going to give it to Saar, who is just a revelation. He's an amazing goalkeeper. Um, the performance rating one out of ten, Dave. It was wow, it was, even, no, I, even I yeah, gave it. Yeah, yeah, but you look at the Express and Star ratings, and Cody Bolly threes from the Express and Star. Wow. So, so, so uh, they're in a play at above five. So, yeah. you, you know, that for me, no matter what passion, if you're not, if it's not a, a, happening for you. Your work rate and your passion must be seen by everybody. And that was, uh, well, that was devoid yesterday. There was nothing there, Dave, yesterday at all. It was was like um, they were were frustrated. They couldn't see a way forward. So they actually didn't try. That's what it looked like yesterday. And that's why, for me, Sar is is man of the match. And your moment of the day? You can kill one, pick one out of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think for me, um, I, I forget who, who who passed the ball to him. But Samado was belting down uh, the uh, the right hand side of the wing, and the pass to him was Fabio yards behind him, four yards behind no. him. He had to stop. No, and that wasn't back Fabio the ball. No, and uh, and he had to go back for the ball, and that sums up, Dave, why. We cannot get behind these teams. We cannot hit them because we, we, we're just taking too much time. 
Uh, anyway, that's that's my th- Dave. Thanks for having me on again. Um, you're no, thank you very partner. much. It's good to get you on because you you know you I know you had you, you want to get it off your chest and you obviously support the channel very much and it's much appreciated, mate. Yeah, you mate one of these days we'll get you on again with the tuba and, and yeah, I'm, with the tuba. Can, you, can, you say, can you just say to Manny, uh, well done, great job he does. Um, well done, Manny. I know you're in the green room. Uh, brilliant job again on some other Saturday, mate. Top He's draw. putting his thumbs up for you. I can see him in the green room now. He's well putting done, his bro. thumbs up. So, and we're still uh, here, Dave, uh, and we're going to be wolves till the day we die. But it, but it doesn't stop us being hurt, does it, and upset by the no, way. No, it, it doesn't, mate. We don't mind losing, um, you know, if we've played and thinking. And I think that's the that that's the thing in the recent games is we've not seen that anything from the team really to oh, get yeah. us off our, off our seats. And, the, and you know, is that a, a direct result of Triori going out as, as well? On loan to uh, Barcelona because we haven't got that type of player that can. It's a longer term problem, though, isn't it? It's a longer term problem. It's a longer term problem. Yeah, yeah. Got nothing coming off the bench, really. That causes a bit of chaos. But anyway, Craig, thank you very much. Appreciated. Take care, Dave. All the best, mate. See you guys. Cheers. As always, I just want to thank Spider Miner for powering the show. A link to. uh, if you're interested in that sort of, sort of stuff and their mining is in the link in the description below. Next, we're going to have on my buddy I'm having a game of tennis with tomorrow. Hi, Dave. How you doing, mate? You Man. Absolutely cream crackers. I went to the women's game today, um, actually. You know why? Just to see a Wolves team wearing a Wolves shirt score goals and they won 4-0, you know, because we've, Forgotten what a goal is at the moment, and um, so I thought I'd go and get a goal detox at the women's game. Well, exactly, and they've had a fantastic season, and I know yeah, you brilliant, go brilliant down and support them as much as you can, don't you? It was a decent turnout today. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a bit of rain. You know, um, yesterday's day was obviously a nice, bright, sunny day, um, ruined by ninety minutes at the Molyneux, but um, uh, the rest of the day was. Mind-blowing, fabulous, and wonderful. Well, let's talk, let's get um, let's get the bad bit out of the way. Um, Man. Okay. The game, and then we'll talk about okay. um, all the all the positives from Samosa Saturday and Dementia UK. Yeah. So um, Craig has summed it up for me. This is a long-term issue. You know, people saying this has been going on now for those three years. We cannot score goals because of the way we play. We can't pass balls, we can't put through balls through, we can't find space, we don't create chances and we don't score goals. You know, if you'd have said to me, without naming any side, if you said there's a side in the Premier League that has lost nine of the last 14, that has only scored 33 goals all season, that is the top scorer of six, that has gone 16 games without scoring, you know, 16 games where they haven't scored this season. I'd expect that side to be in the relegation places if that was the, if those were the stats. If that side then, in a must-win game, rolled over to let a team that had scored less than them, Brighton, 31, Brighton were on, less than us, let them score three goals and roll us over, I'd expect the manager to be sacked. <laughs> oh, yeah. now, honestly, if that if I wasn't talking about Wolves and I heard those stats, I'd yeah. say, get rid of the manager. Surely they've got to get rid of the manager. But guess what? We're in eighth. 
How? Halloween night? We should <laughs> be out. Keep saying that. Cool. Night. You know, if you if I was a, if I was a um, inspector, I'd investigate wolves for fraud. They've committed corruption. <laughs> that's that's they, they paid someone to get eighth place. You cannot lose nine out of fourteen. We'll have one shot on target. Let a team that has scored less than you and your goal scoring is pitiful. Let them roll you over three 0 You can't do that. You know, people are giving. Oh, Jace, Jason gave him four out of ten. I love Jace. Honestly, I absolutely worship we all him. Love Jace, it yeah, everyone does. Four out of ten. I'll give you my rating now. It's zero. It's Ooh. no more than zero. Can't be any. Yesterday's rating was zero because, as as Craig says, pride passion, roll up your sleeves. If you do that, then you say, okay, Brighton were the better side. We gave it all, our all. It just wasn't going for us today. Fair enough. And um, we'll, we'll go on to the next game. None of that happened. That was devoid of anything from first minute to last. We gave them a penalty, right? And they missed. So we thought, oh, we'll give them another one. Yeah, have another one. <laughs> have another go. Yeah, Wolves have another have go. Conceded more penalties than any other team in the Premier League, and we've only had one penalty all season. And someone says, "How come we've had only one penalty?" And I'll probably turn around. Probably because we don't get in the box enough. To be honest, it, it, yesterday was the worst feeling I've had sitting watching a Wolves fan since Mark McGee, Glenn Hoddle type days in in Division One when we used to. Just keep being, you know, in the same position, mid-table, miss out on the playoffs, mid-table, producing dour, you know, dour performances. So um, that was the first time since I've been in the Premier League. Watch, I know last year we lost against Burnley 4-0 and we lost, we lost some, you know, big games, but we weren't there to watch it. We weren't there to watch it. We were there to watch that, to witness that. And now this is a two-pronged thing for me. I'm not saying Bruno out. I am saying back him. You can't just change your manager, change your manager. We are eighth place. The We're board has to back him. Way. They have to revamp it. But also, we can't say we can't blame Bruno either. When have you been impressed by any of Bruno's substitutions? That's a good when, point. When, 15 game, 16 games, we've only come back him once. 15 games where we've conceded first, we've lost the game. We've lost. He's had 15 games to come up with a method of saying, OK, we're 1-0 down. OK, this is how we're going to play to get ourselves back in. Not once have we looked like, let's be honest, the Villa was a freak. At 2-0 down, after 70-odd minutes, we were awful. And then yeah. suddenly, how, why, you know, it happened and we won. And it was a great day for the fans. That was a one-off, actually. When the opposition score first, we lose. We lose. It's basically when they score for first, the fans should be thanked for coming to the Molyneux and depart and the team should just go back into the dressing room because we know we're not going to get back. That's how awful we are when we go behind. Now, that, for me, should be you have to look at the manager. Forget the players that are out. The manager should have a plan. This is how we're going to go. This is how we're going to manage the game to get back in. And we never, ever look like getting back in. Brighton picked us off two, three. And they could have gone more if they wanted to. It could have been really embarrassing. And Brighton didn't outplay us for, for me. They didn't outplay us. They just turned up for a stroll in the park. They came up. They turned up, had a stroll in the park, took three ho uh, points home 
and their fans afterwards were gobsmacked. They hadn't scored for ages themselves. They hadn't score. They'd scored less than us. They're that bad at scoring goals. And then we gave them three goals. Bruno Large said he said we've just watched Brighton play, and that's what yeah. it felt like. It pretty much, you know, the our, our team might as well sat, might as well have been sat with us, and just let you know because it, it honestly it was the first time I'd ever been in. A, I mean, we lost. Let's be honest, we had a really bad performance against Palace at home or Brentford at home. But even then, you didn't have this feeling that we had yesterday, which was just. You know, such an important game, such a big game. Almost when they scored, it was like okay. You know the you know their stories about um you know behind the scenes is everything okay? Has there been a bust? No, let's be honest. If when you're not playing well, you want a few bust ups on the training ground. You want players to say what the hell's going on. You want players questioning each other. You want the manager challenged. Come on, boss. You want to make these changes? Why don't you bring me on? I want if if I'm on the bench, I want to be banging on the door of Bruno and saying, get me on, man, get me on, what are you doing? We're not scoring goals and you, I'm on the bench, you know, so I haven't got a problem with people falling out and getting a bit, because there, there must be the, some people who do care about the situation. Now, he's got a big job, huge job. Fosen have got a big job. You know, he should be getting more out of these players, but let's be honest, most of the players are Nuno's players. Most of the players are the players we've had for a number of seasons and, and it comes to an end and you have to refresh again and you have to buy and, and otherwise you start slipping down because it's it the same player. Like, it does feel like the squad majorly needs refreshing and I don't mean a complete overhaul but some people are going let's shit the whole lot out and oh, that never happens it, it needs a refresh we need four <laughs> or five quality players coming in with there is players that are going to go going to go out for definite, yeah. obviously they're always going to going to be, but we need to be investing in the team rather than oh sell to buy type of thing. You know, we, we, we've done that. It's in all positions as well, Dave. It's in all positions. You know, yeah. um, the, the progressive midfielder who always looks forward. You know, look forward, look forward through balls. I haven't got Morgan Gibbs White. You know, yes, he's in the championship. Yes, he's in the championship. Yesterday, he'd be the best player on the pitch if he was playing for us. I think. Mate, hundred percent. I mean, like, I think, you know, I'd have, him, I'd have him tomorrow um, uh, for the for the um, you know what we've put out on the pitch yesterday. But you know, for some players, do actually Mason Mount, Reese James, Harry Kane. A lot of players went into the Championship, they learnt their trade, and then they came back to the Premier League and performed. So it can happen. So we shouldn't be ruled out at this moment in time. You shouldn't rule anybody out. You know. Um, some people have said, get Chem Campbell in, just give him a game because he can't do any any worse, you know. So, um, Chiquino, yeah, mate, yeah. as well. Chiquino, every yeah. time he's come on and I've seen him, he's gone, been direct, he's got to the byline, he can, he's got pace, he can get a player, he can cross a ball. Where was he? We've not seen him. And I yeah, don't we, have, we, haven't, we haven't seen him. I think, you know, the, the injury to um, Samedo and then him putting Neto and Raul, once it wasn't working, suddenly there's only three subs and you can't change it again. So we'd made all our changes by half-time. So I think we were flummoxed. We were snoop, we almost snookered ourselves there. Um, uh, you know, someone's just put their... Why have the, the players gone away? I mean, Bruno left at six this morning, you know, and... Um, uh, I think um, Johnny was on a flight at five this morning, you know, so they'd all gone, they'd all gone away. I, I just said to my sons, there was, a, there was a manager called Brian Clough, and if his team had put in a performance like that on a Saturday, 
every player would be in training on Sunday morning. I think this is a question I want to ask you um, because Bruno obviously, you know, believes in giving the players a break. We had a two-week international break. Uh, some went away on international duty. The others went away to to, to some beach somewhere. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Came back. We had a game. Man City got moved, and then we we're off again. And now yeah. they're off again till Wednesday. Is there any wondering that we feel like the team's on the beach when they actually are on the beach? I, see, I don't understand that modern style of football. If I was a manager and my team had played like that and I really cared, I'd be in the dressing rooms. I'd just say, I'm not saying a word. Tomorrow, nine o'clock, I want you on the training ground. You can forget your plans. You're going nowhere. And I'd walk out the dressing room and I'd expect everybody to turn up. And I'd have a heart to heart with all of them and say, what the hell is going on? Is it me or is it you? Because that is unacceptable. There's people sitting on chairs, paid big money after a pandemic. All the prices are going up. Season tickets are expensive. People have paid a lot, a lot of money. Here we are raising funds for a, a charity, you know, and then people are having to pay, fork out lots and lots of money to go and see a game of football, which is just a game. And guess what? You know, we produce that dross. The manager should be asking questions. You know, this modern style football is like, oh, go and have a couple of days away and, and then we'll, you know. I, I, I've got to be together. honest, mate. It makes, I'm a bit of... Uh, I'm old school in that respect. <laughs> by the fact that they are paid more in a week. Oh, yeah. They are footballers than most people earn in a, in a year. And, they're, and, and I know they, they have... You know, they're going to train in, they train up until whatever time and then they have their own time. And, the, you know, they have to do all the, the stuff in terms of like keeping the body and the food and all that sort of stuff. But like they've had a lot of time off recently. You know, and Dave, Dave, that all comes on performance. Now, if we're winning, we're winning, we producing good performances and that's working because he's giving them the time off and they're going back home to see their families and every, that's okay but when things are going wrong you have to analyze why are they going wrong what are we doing you have to spend more time working on it so you have to get those players back in you know the best players in the world you know the best david beckham was brilliant at crossing the ball why because he trained and he kept training after, after everybody training. left down. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo became the best in the world because after everybody had gone home, he carried on, he carried on and on and on. So a striker should be thinking, I haven't scored. He should be thinking, I'm in the training ground tomorrow. I'm going to be shooting till the, you know, from dusk till dawn to make sure I can finish a ball into the back of the net. And, you know, these, are, like I said, for me, nothing beats hard work really, really working hard. And if we'd seen that from our team yesterday, working really hard, working for each other, you know, playing on the front foot, giving it their all because there's an outside chance that you might go into Europe, then we'd say, OK, fair enough. Fair enough. You did everything you could do. Uh, a bit of bad luck or we just need a bit of... But there was none of that. There was none of that. And you can't accept that. No football fan should ever accept, you know, a team full of professionals being paid huge amounts of wages, just rolling over and just opening the door and asking Brighton to just collect the win and go home. It was horrific, to be honest, yesterday. 100%. Well, we've got nearly 150 people watching live and loads in the chat. So if you're enjoying yeah. the, if you're enjoying this, please smash a like on the video. I'm, I'm, I'm usually a positive guy, so you know what I mean? <laughs> no, well, you're the same as me, Manny. We are. Yeah. You know, 
always try to be uh, practical and look at things yeah. in the light of day yeah. and try and be yeah. constructive. But it's a bit difficult. And, you know, I'm frustrated and, uh, and annoyed. You're the same. And we're just human beings. And although you know we're football, positive people, Dave, you have to say, say how it is. Football is about scoring goals. That's all it is. It's simple, isn't it? You've got a ball and you've got to kick it into the other net. That's all it is. It's nothing much more than that. We can't find a way of even getting one on target. Forget scoring, you know. We can't even get one on target. And if the other one scores, we're like, oh, we're one down, so we've lost the game. And Bruno hasn't shown anything in that terms of trying to come back. Has he done anything positive on the bench in the system changes? Every time he makes a substitute, you get a flurry of tweets and flurry of uh, responses from the fans saying, what's he done that for? Why has he bought him off for? Why has he not put him on? We're all questioning him. Not once, I think, fans have said, oh, what a substitution. What a, that's a game changer, that, that is. That has been something, a bit of a theme through the season, making lines or two. And Project says there, but humour on it in Dubai, yeah. posting pictures from Dubai, apparently. Well, you know, this is, like I said, after a, after a game like that, you know, if they'd have given their all, then fair enough. But no way. It's a game like that. You get them in. You say, first thing in the morning, you are in. We're not training, but I'm going to speak speak to you all. I want you all there. I'm the manager. I'm the boss. You're my team, and I want you all there because that is not acceptable. You know, 100%. And that's well, all I want the manager to say. You know, the manager after the game to say he that. Didn't, is not he didn't. He just was like, mm, well, we watched the team, and that was frustrating. He didn't mm. seem to have a clue, and and that's where you start to think. Mm. But you know, I do think he's got to be. Uh, we've got to give him the time. Yeah, he deserves deserves time, you know, and if we'd have uh, closed our eyes and opened them on May the 22nd and saw ourselves in um, uh, eighth place, we'd say, oh, bloody hell, that's good. But actually, sometimes it doesn't matter whether you're in second or 22nd. If you produce displays like that, it just doesn't satisfy you. You go to football to watch a bit of excitement, to watch your team have a go to show some passion and gives you a bit of confidence that, yeah, man, this team's going in the right direction. So, you know, that, that was, that was all missing yesterday. And, um, uh, let's move on to something a bit more positive. Your moment of the day. I'm sure I know what you're going to say. Oh man, my moment of day was actually, um, obviously Samosa Saturday happened before the game. Um, against Brighton, the sun was shining. We were up at quarter past five in the morning Frying samosas, you know, and um, it was, to be fair, for the, for the family, it's exciting, but it's always nervous. We're, we're arriving there with three and a half thousand samosas. And we're thinking, I hope they all go. Now, we made 500 more than last time because we'd sold out by half two last time. And guess what? By half two, we'd sold out again. They'd all gone. And I'm no. thinking, these greedy pigs, they just don't let me <laughs> <laughs> these fans are absolutely amazing but the moment of the day was a, a woman in a wheelchair she only had one leg and she was with her son she came up to me gave me a hug didn't know her didn't know her name never met her before and she goes this 25 pound is for the smosers this 40 pound is from my dad this 40 pound is from me and here's another 20 pound i'll give you if you take a selfie with me uh-huh he gave £100, £105, I think it was. And I'm just absolutely flabbergasted. And now I can't thank that person. 
for what they do to help and support this cause. It's just absolutely amazing. As we was packing up, Dave, we took the tent down and everything. Sorry, we sold out. Another guy came with an envelope. He gave me a full envelope and it was full of change. And he goes, um, what you do is fantastic. Here you go. And I opened it when I got home. There was over £100 in, in notes it's and like, change. It's like that chap, um, like at half time, I think it was half time in the uh, yeah. thing, he came up to me and gave me an envelope, which I'll give you tomorrow when I see you. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, with quite a bit of money in there and, 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 and yeah. a note. And obviously, because he'd missed you and stuff like that, to, to pass it on to you as well. It's like, and I was like, wow, it's like amazing. You know, dementia it just shows you how many people are affected by the illness. You know, in 2025, one million people, one million people. You know, it doesn't get talked about. It needs awareness. It needs our concentration. There's so many fans who live with loved ones who are suffering. Well, again, um, Jason said suffering is actually the wrong word we, with the condition. They've got the condition for dementia. They actually inspire us, those people do, because they go about their lives with something really serious and tragic and if you think about what we're talking about, a game of football, it, in comparison, it's just a game. It's just us venting off a bit of frustration about, you know, 11 men kicking a bag of wind. In, in comparison, people who suffer with any sort of terminal illness, and that's why I love Jason, you know, he he raises funds for so many different charities as well. Um, he does, does a great job, man. Critical, critical way. illnesses, you know, and... And, and and we need more people. And the thing is, the Wolves fans in the middle of the pandemic, in with high price rises, you know, fuel prices, everything's going up. You know, there's demands everywhere, bills through the roof. They still come out and they support. And this time, Dave, our Samosa Saturday record was six thousand three hundred and fifty, right? And we raised. And actually, we've had it. We had a bit more today. At the moment, it's at £7,072. So give yourselves a pat on the back, everybody. Well done, everybody who's, who's watching, everybody who's listening, give yourselves a huge pat on the back because this is done by the fans, for the fans, to help Dementia UK. Don't look at Manny. Manny doesn't actually exist. It's a mirage. This is just a card. <laughs> it is just a cardboard cutout. You know, this energy comes from the fans, and it's for the fans. I'm passionate about giving new people the chance to experience it. As you, Dave, you you've helped me, but there's lots of kids we've got now who help and, and rattle buckets. We've got people, you know, who fundraised and helped fundraising for the first time ever in their lives, and they've been inspired then to go and do their own thing, and um, uh, that gives me a lot of joy to see that. Um, our family love getting involved and, and, and they do a fantastic job so that's a huge amount of money huge amount of money and um, I can okay, never ever there, look, 7K. Wow. Yeah, I can never ever thank the fans of the club enough you know because all the fundraising we do 99.9% .9 does come from the fans you know I never ever go to my fam actually family or friends I never actually go to them I just go to the fans because they just when it comes to charity, when it comes to suffering, they've got a story to tell and they want to contribute. So we've just, Dave, we've just basically just about a £1,000 short of £130,000 raised for Dementia UK over the last just out three years. 
So that's like yeah. nearly £45,000 a year. You know, it's, it's just, it just blows my mind. It just really does. And um, uh, um, I've still got to go to Dover, obviously. Yeah, Robert Robert you, you know what? It's going to happen. It, it, you know, if you ask somebody um, uh, constantly, they will do it. So I will do it, uh, Robert. You will get your samosas. Um, uh, and um, yeah, the only, person, the only person that didn't get a samosa was me. I didn't get one. You know, I, I, had, I, I had mine. Um, yeah. Actually, when I got to the ground, Emma and everyone, they got me. They obviously, because my mum and my dad, my dad, Emma, and uh, my father and all came and obviously donated and chipped in. But I had mine just before yeah. kickoff. Yeah. Oh, God. There's, there's a couple, um, Kevin and his daughter, Danielle, sit right in front of me and they bought a big bag of samosas. And um, I told them I hadn't eaten anything yet. And they said, do you want a samosa? We were 2 nil down. I said, I tell you what, lob it at Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, he did say, I mean, he did say, I, I, if anyone's watched my, uh, my, my my reaction as I was walking out, the one thing I did say, the only thing that had, we had, we've got three points today was the samosa. <laughs> the triangle. <laughs> Literally, you know, I, I said three goals, didn't I? I said three points, three, tri three points on the triangle, three goals today. You were uh, right, but you got the yeah. But the thing is, that's what Samosa Saturday is about giving. So we obviously gave the win to Brighton, didn't we? We donated a win to Brighton. <laughs> well, there you go. But no, no, fantastic, brilliant. Um, thank you very much. And, like, you know, keep supporting any charity, any person that does any work for any cause, support them and um, uh, do your bit. And thank you very much. Yeah. Brilliant. Fantastic. Manny, absolutely brilliant, mate. Uh, you know, on behalf of all of us that, um, you know, help or... Yeah, know, brilliant. I mean, I'll get so many people, Thank yeah. Thank you very much for, uh, you know, doing what you do, mate. You're a, you're an inspiration to so many people and it's, uh, it, it's a, you're a credit. So well done, mate. No problem. Thank you for having me again and, and have a good evening. And we can't be any worse against Chelsea. I don't care. Well, I won't be giving you any charity on the tennis course tomorrow, mate, when I see you. No, obviously, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no problem. Anyway, Netflix series. I don't watch TV. I've never done Line of Duty, Game of Thrones, Peaky. I've done nothing. I don't watch. Going out into society is the biggest, best program in the world. You know, helping people and joining with people and connecting. That's the, Nothing beats those series. So, you know, the last thing I watched on TV, I don't know, was it? Um, I used to like a bit of, um, uh, do you remember the chips? Chips. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you remember the two guys on the, the old um, uh, motorbikes? That uh, American, cop, American Cop the series American called Cop series, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. I'm going back to the 80s. That is so. going back, mate. <laughs> I thought you might come up with Dynasty or Dallas or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. It's back in those eras. That, that's my era. <laughs> I hardly watch TV, yeah, so... Um, you don't anyway. have time, mate. You, oh. you're, you're, yeah. you know, you're either at the temple, you're either doing yeah, something yeah. crazy... Yeah. Um, working or you know, or walls, keeping fit or, or doing walks. I was going to say, it's hard to find the time. Uh, anyway, fine. mate, I'm going to move on. Absolutely brilliant. Cheers. We're already an hour into the show, We've got loads of people to get on, and uh, fantastic work. And I'll see you tomorrow. I'll bring that in. Okay, mate, right. see you tomorrow. Cheers, bye, mate. everybody. Bye. So that's Manny. Uh, we've absolutely fantastic show. We've still got so many people to come on Josh, Speedy, Sam, Chris. Jack and Liam. We're going to get Chris on and then Jack next after that um, because I think Chris is... I'm not sure if he's making his debut. I think Liam might be making his debut. Sam, I think he's coming on for his third one. Jack's 
a regular pundit, and so's Josh. And Speedy, well, we haven't had him on for ages, but we're going to go to Chris next, who's sporting the away top. Hello, Chris. Hey, Dave. How you doing, man? Now, are you somewhere else in the world? Yeah, I'm in Thailand. It's uh, 25 to 4 in the morning. I'm exhausted. I know, because you sent us a message and you wanted to come on. You said you're going to stay up, whatever the time is, to come on. And we're talking to you now, and you're in a completely different time zone. It's like, what time is it here? It's like, just gone past half past... um, Half past nine, and it's hot nearly nearly twenty to five in the morning where you are. Twenty to four. Twenty to four. Twenty to four. Which part of Thailand are you? Uh, just outside Bangkok. I work in Bangkok, although I'm working from home at the moment. But um, yeah, just kind of on the border of Bangkok. I've been to Bangkok um, a few years ago. Yeah, I've been to Bangkok. Uh, was there for a few days. I absolutely loved it. You know, went down to the old temple in the old town temple and the new and everything and you know the multicolored cars and then playing them keep you up thing that they do and you know I've, you've got like um monks walking around with their mobile phones and then one day i turned up and everyone was wearing yellow um because yeah. the king and oh, it was it was fantastic absolutely loved it i did i'd definitely go back at some point um but to- i love- yeah, how long have you been over there? Uh, almost 30 years, actually, amazingly. <laughs> 30 years? So how come you moved to, to there then? Was it for work or you just ended up staying? When I was 15, my my parents moved here. My, my dad was moved here on business. Um, I was still at school, obviously, in the UK, but I had to go into boarding school because they moved out here. Um, and uh, after I finished uni, I just loved Thailand so much. I just really wanted to come back. So... Um, I just came out here. Actually, I bought a, had a one-way ticket to Hong Kong. I've oh, been uh, to Hong Kong as well on the same trip. Right. I did Hong Kong, yeah. It was for, um, you know, from the 40s. I went to Hong Kong, Bali and uh, Bangkok. 18-day, oh, 20-day nice. tour it was. Very nice. But anyway, I ended up getting a job in Bangkok and been here ever since, amazingly. Love uh, it, absolutely. yeah. So where does the, uh, the love of wolves come from? Well, that's an interesting thing as well because I'm from I'm from Chester originally, not Wolverhampton. Um, kind of a funny story. So uh, Chester, but almost everybody from Chester supports Liverpool or Everton because it's not far from there. So uh, uh, when I was three years old, my parents they had three boys, and they bought one of them a red hat because he was a Liverpool fan, one of them a blue hat because he was an Everton fan, and they said, "Which hat do you want?" And there was a snazzy gold. Wolves hat in the shop because my parents had moved, they were in the West Midlands for three years when I was three years old. And uh, I said, I'll have that hat. And I've been a Wolves fan ever since I was oh, three years old. Choice of hat. Choice of hat. It was the colour. It was the colour that I loved. And funnily enough, a couple of years later, maybe when I was five, my mum bought, she couldn't find a wolf shirt in the shops. And she came home with a Leeds away shirt, which was yellow. And she said, Here you go. You can be a Leeds fan now. And I said, uh, I don't yeah, think wolf. so. <laughs> Even when I was five years old, I'd, I'd already made my mind up. Yeah. Oh, that's, said, okay. that's, that's good. And you follow from afar. So, obviously, during the uh, the days of the Championship and uh, and League One, it must have been very difficult to uh, follow Wolves like you can now. Well, you always used to subscribe to the Wolves play, so you could hear the commentary. So, um, 
I don't know when that started, but certainly since the late 90s, I've been able to listen to the games. So in some ways, being out here, I've been able to listen and follow more than I could when I was in, in the UK, living in Chester, weirdly enough, at Fantastic. that time. That's yeah, it, but that's, that's an absolutely great story. I watch every single game now. I haven't, well, maybe once in a while, I won't get up midweek to watch an FA Cup game or something because it's in the middle of the night. But I usually get up in the middle of the night to watch every game. Do you know do you know Brian? I don't know Brian, no. Brian, so Brian, he's, uh, the... he's on the international fan. Um, and he's not he's not in Bangkok. He's a bit out in the sticks, but he's from Thailand. You should try and, I should try and connect you two up at some point because he's such a lovely bloke. Uh, he gets back when he can. And the, he, like you, he gets up in the middle of the night to watch the, watch the games and stuff like. So you'd have a lot in common with Brighton. Um, how many Wolves fans do you know over in uh, Thailand? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of Leicester fans, isn't there? Well, since lockdown, I don't really meet anybody. But I, I used there used to be, I don't know if it's still there, actually. There used to be a pub called The Crossbar. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. But that was run by a guy called Brian, a different guy called Brian who was from Wolverhampton and all the staff in the bar had the, had the Wolves crest on their shirts. That's fantastic. He uh, was a massive Wolves fan. And yeah, so I used to go down there very occasionally, but there was always, I don't know, 10 Wolves fans watching games in there. That's amazing. I mean, so I think it's hardcore. It's great to uh, give the, uh, the international fans record to you. I know you, you, got, you can't go to the game, but you're still as committed by getting up in the middle of the night to watch it. And to be honest, mate, you'd, watching that performance yesterday, I bet you wish you'd have stayed in bed. Oh, no. Uh, it's terrible. It's, I've, I've been trying to figure out what it is. I think it's a, I think it's a mentality issue, issue with the players at the moment. Uh, I think there's two factors to it. I think um, Nevis' injury... When Nevis' Nevis's injury happened, we all thought, oh, that's it. Don't you agree? At that time, we all kind of thought, oh, that's it. That's the end yeah, of the season. Yeah, it was a bit of a loss, mate, to be fair. There was and, that. Uh, yeah, there was that. And also, for weeks now, the fans have been thinking, oh, that's it. Our European chances are blown now. Week after week. And then the, the other teams seem to lose their games. And we, we're, we're still back in with a chance. But it's week after week we've been thinking, oh, that's it. And I think subconsciously the players have that same feeling. They, they keep they're thinking, you know, that's it now, season's over. So it's hard to get up. I think for the start of the game, the first half wasn't terrible. The second half was absolutely terrible, but the first half wasn't so bad. They were still in it and they were still fighting away. And the crowd actually yesterday sounded brilliant watching on TV. I thought the crowd were really up for it. I think Normally, the crowd when... gave up after about seventy minutes because when the third goal went in, it Molyneux emptied, it was yeah, How, I mean, it was it was every single stand. I mean, we were always stay to the end, no matter what. Pretty, you know, never go early. But like, you can understand where people went. You know, on seventy minutes, it was just like forget this for a game of soldiers, and they've gone, and it emptied so fast. And you've probably seen some of the pictures on how empty and on, on how empty Molyneux was coming into the eightieth minute, because people are just like, I've had enough of this. Well, we did stay. We saw Net Neto hit the post at the end. That was uh, the closest we really we really got. Um, what what are you going to give it as a performance rating? Um, I'll give it a two. I thought the first half the first half I, I would have given a you know a decent five. Second half maybe a one, but 
uh, it doesn't work out as an average of two, but I'll give it an overall two. I gave it a two as well on my match reaction. You probably watched that. Yeah, and I, um, I, I don't know if you've seen my match vlog yet, but there's, if anyone hasn't watched the match vlog, you know, you might want to stop it halfway through. But like, there is some good stuff on the uh, Samosa Saturday. Um, so definitely worth checking out that. So if you haven't seen Samosa Saturday and you're watching it all around the world and stuff like that, watch my vlog because you will get to see some Samosa Saturday stuff on there as well. Um, you're going to go to Man of the Match? I know you've got, you got to move on. Just quickly, what I really agree with you on is Chiquinho. Can't say yeah. his name because what we're struggling with is creating chances, and the only people that seem to be doing it okay, Podence is out at the moment, he can do it. It's Neto and Chiquinho. Whenever Chiquinho comes on, he's really hungry and positive, but he knocks fantastic balls in. Why aren't we seeing him given a chance anyway? I, mean, I agree, no, with, I agree with Chiquinho. I, I want to see, I'd like to see Chiquinho. I, I have, you know, I, I, every time I've seen him, he's the one player that's. You know, when he's come on now, trial has gone. That get, has got me off my feet, and um, I think he he runs at players, and he, he is very very positive. I know he's young and stuff, but like you know, he's there, so we should use him. Um, your man of the match? Uh, split between Silver and Neto. I'll give it to Silver. I thought he I thought he did a pretty good job. He should never have been taken off. I was, uh, I was, I must admit, I was quite impressed with him again. He was, he, 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 he does some intelligent play. There's some passes that he played in the final third, which were great little passes that he saw, you know, that he was battling. It's just not happening for him, but then he's not really, not really got the support. I thought Wang, Wang was AWOL again yesterday. I thought Fabio at the front too. That's why I was a bit surprised that Wang stayed on and Fabio went off, but yeah. Yeah. it is what it is. The commentators for the last several weeks on TV have been praising Fabio Silva's performances. So, yeah, he's doing a really good job at the moment. He's a bit unlucky. He hasn't had any really guilt-edged opportunities of scoring, maybe one or two in previous games. He didn't get any really good chances. No, he didn't. He nearly got in at the uh, end of the first half. And your moment of the game and your Netflix recommendations, if you've got any? Moment of the game, I don't know, nothing much to say. I think hit it, the, the, the missed penalty was probably the moment of the game, but it didn't really. <laughs> we did, that was we, that was actually something we could cheer, so that's fair it's, comment. Yeah, we cheered that. Recommendation to finish off on? Uh, don't what the only thing I watch on Netflix, I'm sure you've probably watched it, is Afterlife. That's the only thing I've not watched that. No, Afterlife, oh, that's the best man. That's a Ricky Gervais, it's brilliant. Three I'm seasons not... of it. I'll have to, we'll have to put that on the list as well, Afterlife. Mate, is this your debut? Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Mate, thank you very much for, for watching my channel from afar. It means a lot. I really appreciate yeah. it and spreading the word. Well, and it's great. You. Sorry, it's thank great you, Dave. You thank you for all you do, because I watch you. I've been subscribed for several years now and really appreciate all you do. Giving us some of that pre-match atmosphere before games where you can't be in, in Wolverhampton. That's, just... that's what we tried to achieve, is try to... Give you the build-up, um, a fan's eye view of the game, and then obviously we've got the. Uh, we always try and get you the reaction. We've got the international fan thing, and the extra time is where you can come on and it, anyone can come on and and talk. No matter where you are, you're like quarter to four in the morning in Thailand, and you've stayed up. I said that that's commitment, man. That is massive commitment. So thank you very much, and hopefully you'll come on again. Yeah, well, I was able to this time because it's a long weekend, but 
very often it's it's not going to be possible with and then you're at work yeah i know exactly yeah. what you mean no but it's good when you can mike right just brilliant having you support the channel thank you so much and it's been a pleasure having you on tonight mate thanks very much Dave. cheers cheers pal so uh fantastic to have uh chris from thailand stayed on uh, for the show just before we get on to our next guest i do need to um uh, well, I will get on Jack. I'm not going to leave Jack till uh, last this time because he'd like he often often that. But before we get on to uh, talking to Jack, I just want to remind everyone. So there is a, a currently online on football prizes. There is an option to win uh, this Ruben Neves frame shirt from football prizes. I think there's 199 maximum entries. I think there's 133 already in. And it's a new feature. They've got eight instant wins. So basically, you pick your number, and if one of those numbers comes up, there are other there are eight other Wolves prizes that you can win instantly. Um, so the link is in the description below. Get yourself on that from Football Prizes, and that's that's not an, another nice uh, another nice prize from Football Prizes. Jack, you said you're not feeling too good today. What's um, what's up, mate? I think I think it's Crohn's playing up a little bit. We were talking about it um, yesterday, weren't we? It kind of comes and goes, doesn't it? I think uh, today's not not a good day, but it's one of them, isn't it? So so we'll just keep going, keep uh, keep fighting. So, well, uh, mate, yeah, we were talking about that yesterday, and I'm, uh, Jack, I'm sorry that you're not feeling too good, and yeah. um, but and you've stayed up, with, you know, to 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 comment again today. I mean, uh, we saw you before the game, obviously over at Samosa Saturday by the Samosa store. Uh, I mean, what are you feeling a, a day on? Uh, um, bitterly, bitterly upset about that performance. I mean, I was I was saying to my friend earlier on the phone, I'm a Wolves fan. I'm used to losing, and you know what? I'm used to us losing three 0 I've seen us lose three 0 lots and lots of times, but not like that. That was unacceptable. When you've got player, when Brighton's second and third goal goes in, we've got players walking back towards our own box, walking, not even jogging, never mind sprinting, walking. That's not acceptable. What player are you referring to there, or players? There were multiple, multiple players. I think the second, I think the second goal um, is Trossard scores, doesn't he? The nearest yeah. player to him is is Martino, and. Uh, I don't think it's Martinez's man. I think there's, there's three centre-halves. There's another midfielder. There's wing-backs that could have got to him as well. It, it's, there, was, there was no shape, no organisation, no leadership. No one took responsibility. You know, if you're not interested, then then there's a serious problem, isn't there? Because there's 30,000 people that have turned up to watch you. They're interested in you, you performing and they're interested in seeing what you can do. And it felt to me like the players just weren't interested yesterday there was a lack of lack of heart there was a lack of desire like like you've said and like other guests have touched on it felt once we went one nil down that was it because we know we've got issues scoring goals but even at two nil down you could you could see you wanted to see something didn't you let's have a shot let's i'm even talking you know something's daft as someone going and winning a 50 50 and just getting the crowd up and, and something's just to rouse everyone it just didn't happen there was just nothing there to debate or to to hang your hat on and say, you know what, that was that was a good thing. It just felt all game just felt so dreary and 
And we've talked, haven't we, me and you and, and other guests have been on and said, you know, eight is still a really good season for us, but I just don't want it to, to fizzle out towards the end. Well, I, I think we've passed that now. I think it's more than fizzled out now. I think I think we're, I know you said on the beach earlier and, and whether it's a, you know, a tired cliche, I don't know, but I think it rings true, doesn't it? I think the players have, have sort I'm, of I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not buying into this constantly that there's some, some of them are now in Dubai and in New York. It's like... If we're winning games and we're playing well and we're, you know, then okay. But how are they allowed to get on a plane and go to Dubai and New York and places like this after a performance like that? They've they've just been away like twice recently. I know that they're footballers and you know that you know they they're on a lot all the time, but and they you know. But they're paid a hell of a lot of money, you know, a lot of money. And now you've got some that are in Dubai and New York and stuff like that flying off. It's like it's not working, these breaks, giving them the breaks to have the downtime and saying, look, we'll let you have some time off, chill down, break. That's great. Come back, have the energy and the fight and put in the performance. And it's not happened. And that's what's really vexing me at the moment. It's like that they're off doing that because they can afford to do it and it's great, but the performances on the pitch are like they're, they're on the beach. And if and that and it, it riles me, that does. Uh, sorry to say. If Maybe I'm being too uh, mean about that, but I, I don't know what everyone else thinks. But No, I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I, I think if it was me, if I was Bruno Large, I'd have gone in that dressing room after full-time yesterday and said, holidays are cancelled. Eight o'clock tomorrow morning, you're on the training ground. You know, because ultimately, you know, if if you're turning in performances like that, and let's face it, it's a non-performance, isn't it? You know, there was nothing there to get excited about or, you know, they've got to put it right. Before you go on holiday and do all this, that and the other, you've got to put it right. If, this if nothing... is the business end of the season. This is the business end of the season. You know, we've got an opportunity to have got seventh or sixth or, and even higher and it's the business end of the season and they're flying off to Dubai and New York and wherever, you know. It should, the focus should be completely on let's get the task in hand done. We've only, the season's only got like three three weeks to go. And then, they're you know, why are they going off? They, oh, mate, it's, you know, I, I don't like it. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I can understand having breaks when they've had a hard season and they've not had a break. I can understand in the international break that the players that have not gone on international duty have had some time off. I can understand that they've given some of the international players a little bit of time when the Man City game was uh, was pulled off. But, like, we've just lost 3-0 at home to Brighton and they're off and they're not back in training till Wednesday. It's like, what? What? That you should be back in today. It's like, sorry, you're not going on holiday, like because you you need to focus and you need to put the work in. You need to get back in on this. And if there's no, if there's if if it's just reward and if you're rewarding that sort of performance with uh, where you can go on, then the the heart's not in it. And it didn't seem to me. And it's hard for me to say this for a, for a Wolves team in the recent times, you know, but the the heart didn't seem in it. I thought Fabio's heart was in it. 
I thought he gave everything. I thought Pedro Neto, in the last five or ten minutes, was trying to make something happen. Matinho, like you said, was back defending. He's 30-something odd, and he was showing. But, like, there was... Saiz, was, he ain't been right since AFCON. Johnny, whether there's something gone on or not, I don't know, was not tracking back. You know, Bolly has just come back in the side. He had a bad game. Then Donker was AWOL. Wang was AWOL. You know, him, Raul, when he came on, didn't really do anything. It's like he could go across the team in terms of the performance rating. I thought, you know, Connor always gives it. You know, you can't ever really fault the captain. He will always. He was. He was trying to GM up. You could see, him, but it wasn't happening. And it's like, what's causing? What is causing that? Why is that? Why is it happening? Why are we playing like this when we've got something to play for? Yeah, I could expect it from Brighton. Yeah, I mean, I, I think to be fair, we, we probably need to point out Brighton were really, really good. They were yeah. very, very well coached. Everyone on the pitch kind of knew their role. I thought the the left back Q Q Carrella, very, very good player. You know, never wasted a pass, never wasted a run. You know, Trossard's always lively, isn't he? So they were really, really good. But I don't think they needed to be very good to beat us yesterday. I think they probably didn't get out of second gear, did they? But I mean, I think I think the, there's a bigger issue at play, isn't there? And I know it's kind of I haven't really followed much reaction on on social media, etc. But I know kind of the the spotlight's been turned on Bruno, hasn't it? And people are saying, is he the right man, etc. Now, for me, Foson and Jeff Shee, Scott Sellers, whoever it is who makes that decision, needs to sit down and really, really think about this. Because if they are 100% behind Bruno Large, then I accept that. And they've got to back him 100% in the summer. If he says, I want to get rid of this player, this player, this player, this player, this player, and this player, and sign this player, you know, let him do it and let him rebuild the team how he wants, and then you can judge him. If they've got any tiny doubts at all, we're 99% sure you've got to move him on and you've got to get someone in that you are 100% committed to because that's all we want. As Maybe they'll go back to plan A and get Lopetegui in. Well, anyone, isn't it, really? I mean, that's what we're talking about. We want, you know, as, as owners, we want them to have a clear direction. And if they're now sitting, what, nine months into Bruno's reign and thinking, oh, I'm not sure. Because I think a lot of fans are feeling like that as well, aren't they now? You know, there's a lot of goodwill towards him. A lot of people understand it's not his team fully. You know, yeah. he's very experienced and naive at Premier League level. He's going to make mistakes. He's made a lot of mistakes, you know, probably too many, if you're being really honest. There's been a lot of performances where we've probably not turned up and that's not acceptable. But, you know, if there's any doubts at all, then, then you'd need to change it. Because you can't, you can't go into another season next year. What would you do, Jack, if you were the chairman? Listen, I, I, I would keep, I would keep Bruno. I'd stick, I'd stick with him, and I'd fund his, his rebuild completely. And I, and I'll tell you why, because I think now the dressing room has gone stale. Now I, I did a little bit of working out earlier while I was waiting to come on. We had fourteen players on the pitch yesterday, so the eleven starters and three subs. Two of them joined this year. Three joined last year. I think three joined, uh, so one joined the year before, and then everyone else has been at the club at least four years. Some of them have been there five, six, seven years. Now, the balance for me is wrong there. You should have maybe two or three players that you've had for a long, long time and are kind of the cornerstone of your team. You know, someone like Neves, what a player, fantastic. Not a problem with him being here for six, seven years. We're probably quite lucky that he's, he's stayed as long as he has. Code is the same, he's the leader, he's been there a long time. 
but you need to constantly refresh your squad every transfer window. Even if you bring in one player, two players, every transfer window. That means over the course of four transfer windows, so two seasons, that's eight players that are into your team and are new and they're changing the dynamic of the dressing room. They're challenging the players that are there. They're giving the manager new options. And it's just not happening. The balance is completely wrong. And it also flies completely in the face of what Fosun have said. They've come out and actually said, haven't they, we're going to have a sell-to-buy model. We sign a player, we coach him, we develop him, we improve him, we sell him on for profit, we use that to, to um, re, sort of refund the team. So how, how does that work when you've got players that have been here for five, six, seven years? Is it that actually they're not that good and no one wants to sign them and, and move them on? That would be my concern. You know, people like we talked about Dendonka a lot, haven't we? And, you know, I mean, if, if Dendonka was put on the transfer list tomorrow, there won't be a queue of clubs trying to sign him, would there? And, and you could say, and that's not just him, there's, there's other players you could say the same for. You know, I mean, Sace is out of contract. Would you offer him a new contract? Probably not, because I think he's one that probably needs to move on for, for his own sake, you know, for a fresh challenge, a new start, whatever it's going to be. We need to keep refreshing and evolving the squad because otherwise you get into this position there where, you know, the same voices in the change room all the time. No one's been pushed. No one's been challenged. They've changed the manager last summer. So they said, right, Nuno, he's done four years for us. Unbelievable. But we need a new idea. We need someone to come in. And that's Bruno, isn't it? And if you start changing the manager again, then you don't solve the problem because a new manager's got to come in, win over the dressing room, work with that same group of players. Because it's quite often when a, when they change a manager, the, the plan is, isn't it? Well, he'll get something different out of this group. So therefore, we don't need to invest massively. That was the problem we probably had in hindsight last summer when Bruno came in. Everyone said, well, you don't need to sign new players because Bruno's going to get a new tune out of some of them. And he has to be fair in some cases. Some players are a lot better this year than they were last year. But when you change the manager that then sometimes becomes a bit of a, a cop-out for investment. And you say, well, you know, just keep changing the manager every year, like some clubs do every couple of years. And then the same players can have different managers, different impacts, etc. You don't need to move them on so much. Whereas for me personally, I think it'd be the other way around. I would say, right, this is our manager and we've got a long-term project here. He's going to be here for four years, five years, whatever it is. And we're going to change the squad, two or three players every window. And so eventually in, in 18 months, two years time, that group of players are all his. He's identified them, scouted them, watched watched them, brought them in, coached them. They play how he wants to play. And then you can kind of go from there. It's very, very difficult to judge Bruno Large in, in full at the minute because he's just not had that opportunity to be backed. And, we, and we're not talking hundreds and hundreds of millions. You know, We're not going to do an Everton or an Aston Villa and just throw money at things and open up a bit sticks. Well, Villa, and... got their, Villa got their money from the side of Drac Greeley, 100 million, didn't they? They did, but but they invest pretty much all of it back into two or three players, didn't they? And you speak to some of the Villa fans that they're not overly keen on, particularly ba- Leon Bailey and, and Wendy has been in at the team and Ings doesn't seem to quite fit how they play. So you'd say, actually, what is they, they've not invested it properly, which is always the, the danger, isn't it? And and with a club like Wolves, right. if we had a million pounds to spend and we didn't invest it wisely, we'd, we'd plummet down the table. Yeah, I mean, you've seen ex- lots of examples of that. I mean, you know, Everton, I mean, Newcastle... You know, I've got money now, but again, you don't know how that's going to work. You've got to have the manager that's going to make the players tick. It doesn't matter if you've got expensive players, if they don't play as a team. You know, Wolves have had this good team ethic and Fosun have got most things right up until this point. But they've come to it's come to a point now 
with the Wolves fans. There's a lot of goodwill out there for Bruno. You know, we go back eight start season, happy days. The frustrating thing is we've got ourselves into position and then we've just collapsed. With we haven't been able to have the killer instinct. And Fosen frustrates me that we that Adam Traore is on loan at Barcelona. You know, he's hardly getting any game time. And apparently we're paying for him to play for them. And then they're on a, they want to keep him on loan for the season. It's like, why if why isn't he staying in our squad and giving us an option? If, if Alma Traore was still at Wolves now, I think we'd have more points on the board, you know, for whatever, because we've got an option. He wanted to go. And that deal, it looks as, I mean, it's looking to me like they're, they're, they're not going to want to buy him. And then we've got Trincao as well. And there's a lot, you know, Matinho's contract extensions. What's happening with Neves? You know, the extension and stuff. And there's so much uncertainty. And maybe that's filtered into the squad as well. Bruno Large, they went out and got him. So it's come to the point now where Wolves fans have been fairly understanding and patient. There's been a few, you know, let, let's face it. They didn't do a lot in January. But we had a fantastic January. Had we had a, been playing like this in January, with these sort of results in January, the backlash against the board would have been incredibly bad because of the investment into the squad. They got away with it because we were getting... Everyone was happy because we were winning. It's like, OK, fine. But now we're at the point where we're, we've hit this sticky patch. We're coming on to the end of the season. We've got Norwich at home who were relegated who we didn't beat at the FA Cup, another missed opportunity to progress in that. And then we've got Chelsea, City and, and Liverpool. So, like, it's no guarantee we're going to even get even score another goal or get another good, a point because, like, even playing Norwich at home, the way we're playing, it's like, you, you, you wonder whether we can win that game. But the summer is the point where the fans will judge the board. The fans will judge the ownership on what happens this summer. The patience and the understanding has got to a point now where everyone can see this summer is pivotal. It is 100% pivotal. And if they do not show the ambition, they do not back Bruno Lars if they're keeping him and bring in the players to refresh and re-energise his squad and give him what he needs to do because you can only really judge Bruno Lars once he's been able to bring in the players that he wants to fit the system that he wants to play. Then you judge the manager as such. And if they don't invest, then things could turn very, very quickly Um for the worst in terms of the fan base getting on the back and we could get into this spiral again. So they've got to show the ambition. They've said they they want us to be in Europe every year. They want us to be one of the biggest teams in Europe. We want to be challenging to win trophies and titles and all of that. Well, now's the time to show your money. No excuse for the pandemic. The memberships have gone up by 15%. We're waiting on the season ticket uh, to come out. You know, are they going to be frozen? Are they going to go up? If, if they do go up, it's a difficult climate for people. I know that Wolves have got extra expenses because of different things as well, but people are going to be expected to pay that money. And if they do, they're going to expect them to invest in the squad. So I think it's pivotal, Jack. No, um, I really do. And I agree with everything you've just said. I think this summer is probably the biggest one of, of Fosun's time at, time at Wolves because... We've, we've got to a point now where we're comfortable, aren't we? You know, 
barring something disastrous, we're not going to get sucked into a relegation battle. We look quite a way off the top teams, don't we? Particularly the top six. You know, I know we've we've been on their coattails most of the season, but as people have said today, it's probably a bit of a, a flattering league position, isn't it? Eighth, when you consider the lack of goals and the lack of creativity. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, and I think what we've got to try and remember and, and try and rationalise is that nobody's moaning because we're eighth in the table. Nobody is. What we what we're moaning and we're frustrated about and, and we're ranting about is because it could have been better, and it and it's through our own fault that it's not. You know, you look at the league like we've just said the league table. Manchester United have had a, a horrendous season by their standards. They've had That's the turf. Six. Yeah, West Ham have obviously gone on really poor form recently while they've been distracted by Europe. Leicester have been really ropey for most of the season. Some of those big hitters we were talking about, the Everton's, the Aston Villas have underachieved. So there's a real opportunity this season for a team like ourselves, if everything kind of went smoothly and we did what we needed to do and we were professional, we were switched on, we got the mentality right, to really have a go at that top six and we and we fall in short. I mean, for me, I've said all along, Evan, I think we'll finish seventh. I think that's gone now. Because I just think the fixtures we've got left. I can't just... see it. I said it as, as well, Jack. We've got so many waiting. Give us your um, give us your moment of the match, your man of the match, your performance rating, and then some tips. Any series that you suggest for Netflix? Okay, uh, moment of the match got to be Samosa Saturday. Fantastic yeah. call, and everyone that's involved in that. You know, I'll take my hat off to them. What a wonderful thing that they do. Performance rating, zero point five. I think it, 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 oh, honestly, I, it was it was the worst we've had. I gave it two. Yeah, I think I think you're being kind. I think you, I think you are being kind, giving it a two. Um, man of the match, I'm not going to give one. I just don't think anyone particularly stood out or could come off the pitch and say I did my bit and and everyone else let us down. It was a collective lack of bottle, lack of heart, whatever it was. So I can't I can't in all in all fairness give a man of the match. Netflix, uh, have you watched The Last Dance, the, the documentary about the Chicago Bulls? Oh, yes, I've watched that, I think. Yeah, that's fantastic. If anyone yeah, else has... Michael yeah. Jordan, their big yeah. era and stuff, yeah, yeah, that's good, that is, yeah. And there's also, there's like a, it's a bit of a hidden one, there's like a drama series called The English Game. It's like um, about... How oh, the, the football? F- yeah, the F- how the FA... I watched that as well. Yeah, 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 that's another good one to watch, yeah, if people are interested. The start of the, uh, the, start of the English English football thing and how it got started and everything. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's kind of like the upper classes and then the lower classes teams and stuff. That yeah. was quite good as well. Yeah, I've watched that as well. Yeah. I watch a lot of stuff on Netflix, mate. Yeah, that's it. But those mate. are good for anyone watching. Absolutely. If you've not seen them, get on those and, and have a look, yeah. So there you go, yeah. Fantastic, Jack, and I hope you're feeling a bit better. And it's not good to start, and we were only talking about it yesterday. You said you hadn't had a flare up in ages, so I hope uh, you're on top of it and you'll be all right. Yeah, should be fine. Thanks, everyone. All Cheers. right, top man, top man. Cheers. Cheers. So that's uh, Jack. We still got to get on Sam, Liam, Speedy, and next up, Josh. Hello, Josh. All right, Dave. Thank you to everyone in the green room that's waiting really, really patiently. I'm really uh, going to be interested to see what Speedy Liam and Sam always calls no punches when he comes on. <laughs> so uh, I might get Sam on last because uh, it might be late night viewing after the. Uh, it might be after the. Uh, what, what did they used to call it after the, the, the watershed? Yeah, <laughs> mate, uh, you went yesterday. Yeah. You know, just just. 
lacklustre, no ambition from the players, no fight, no gut, no determination. They just look spent. They just there was nothing there. Absolutely spent. I use words after on my. I don't know if you've watched the instant reaction. It's had nearly five thousand views. That has um, like awful, abysmal, terrible, abject. All of those words, and you don't want to say those watching a Wolves nah. team. You know, I came out. Is you, you know, you know, you know the old thing when you say, "I'm not angry, I'm disappointed." Yeah, I felt a little bit like I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. When you hear someone say that, it's like, yeah. I'd rather you be angry. Yeah. Because when you're disappointed, it's kind of like, it's like powder puff was another word I used. Yeah. It's like the powder puff girls would have had more <laughs> about them than, uh, than yeah. us, to be fair. It was just, it's just like you said, disappointing. Like the amount of people that were walking from the ground was literally a third full on 79 minutes. My, and that was every stand. Yeah, uh, every stand. Yeah. I can picture. I, I can picture our little bit in the, uh, the the North Bank. I can see see where we were. We do stay. Yeah. Did stay to the end. But you can totally understand why people walked yeah. out, especially when the third goal went in. It because it wasn't just that the third goal went in. There was no hope no. of us coming back. No, no, no hope at all. It was just like sod this for a game of soldiers. I'll go. I'm going home. You can understand yeah. it. Now, I always often wonder why people leave the game early when it's, you know, five or ten minutes early when it's yeah. nil-nil or one-one or two-one or and the game's ebbing and flowing. It can, I yeah. never get that. It's because, the you know, there's a lot of excitement. But you can understand it yesterday. It was like, why, why stay? You know what was going to happen yeah. for the rest of the game. Yeah. You know, you know that, you know, there's no chance of us... You can understand it. They're given the, you know, the team seemed to have given up, so the fans gave up and went home. Yeah, the team. I don't think the team came out from home other than the first five or ten minutes. You know, that no one seemed to even up top. It was just we got up the top, and I know in the past, me and my brother said the amount of people that moaned that we suddenly turned back. And when that's happened in the past, you can usually see it's because they've got no one else in front of them. But yesterday, there was no one even getting up front at all. It was it was terrible, and everyone could see it, mate. Everyone yeah. could see. It. What do you make of this? Um, yeah, let's fly off to Dubai and New York, Malarkey. Right I have been doing some digging because I saw that comment come up, and I have flipped through literally all the players' Instagrams, and there's nothing. Someone said they're in Dubai, and there's someone in New yeah. York. So I don't know. But it wouldn't surprise you. It wouldn't surprise you that they've gone and they've kept it strum because they know yeah. the reaction they'll get. And obviously, there's. Uh, Journalists saying that there's been a, gra- a, a, a bust up yeah. at the training ground as well. My brother showed me that last night. He showed me the tweet. And I said, "Is that credible?" And he said, "To be fair, it's Ryan Lester, is it?" Ryan Lester, yeah. And my brother said, "Usually, with the sources he's got, he usually gets everything spot on." Yeah, so I mean, it's something not right. I put on my yeah, yeah I put on my my match vlog. Cracks starting to appear. There mm. seems to be cracks starting to appear. You know, maybe they'll disappear really, really quickly. I mean, I'm looking at the next few fixtures and even I can't see where at this point where we're gonna get the next goal or the next point. I've said I've said this myself. I can't see where it's gonna come from. But Chelsea Chelsea have lost to Everton today. That's next week out the window. Yeah, you say that, but this is Wolves. You know, it wouldn't completely wouldn't surprise it would not surprise me in the absolute least that we'll play 
I said, do you know what? I said it as a joke that we'll lose to uh, Brighton and Norwich yeah. and beat um, and get results out of Chelsea, City, and Liverpool. Yeah. And it would be so wild because they raise the game when we play. The bigger team. When we play like a better team. We seem to, and they play more. We that we we play better. Yeah. But we saw even back in the Nuno days when we played Huddersfield, and they only won three games all season, and they, the two were against us. Yeah. You know, and we've seen it. Someone gave a stat earlier that it was Carl, I think, said, aside from Everton, we've taken one point out the bottom three, mm. bottom four. It's like, yeah. if we'd have taken what we should have done out of the bottom few yeah. points, then, then where would we be? It's frustrating. I mean, you know, Leeds 2 0 up. That's yeah. where it went wrong for me. Yeah. Not necessarily the Arsenal game, Once although. Yeah, you know, they were that was coming. I thought we were unlucky not to get a point. But the Leeds game is where it started to fall apart. They go, Leeds, Leeds are falling apart. And they have that song. It's like <laughs> it's like that's us. Two yeah. up, coasting, Raul goes in for that challenge, he gets sent off. We then Keystone Cop defenders, we lose the game. And it's like that is like a Tyson Fury uppercut that yeah. we're still not we're still kind of dazed from. Legs have stopped moving. Yeah. Tyson Fury uppercut, bang on the ropes. And we haven't recovered, have we, from there? Yeah. Not really. Not really at all. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I also just um, want to hear your moment of the day. Oh, to be fair, I probably would say it was somehow so Saturday because when I walked up, um, I said, I'll come. My mum dropped me off at the top of um, the Ring Road by the uni building and I walked down the front down to the subway because my dad and my uncle were down by the steeple because my uncle was walking so they dropped him off down to the lower steeple and I went and got the samosas for him and it was Paul but oh, Paul, good old Paul he, roaming around yeah he said straight away he said uh, deliver to your house during lockdown didn't we and I said yeah he did yeah and the girls did in photos and that so uh, it was nice of Paul, Paul to They're remember brilliant family they are <laughs> it's such a lovely family I'm going to uh, funnily enough uh, um, going to Chelsea. Uh, I'm driving, and because uh, we've been like the London game's been going with them, yeah. it's been something that we started doing. And his dad, and uh, going to the uh, picking them up to go to the Chelsea yeah. game on the way down. So we've got our tickets for for Chelsea, but they are such a lovely family, and um, he's such a top bloke, really. Is it? Yeah. Normally on, but he's not on tonight. Um, so it's most of Saturday. Your man of the match. Can you pick one? I, I, I thought about this the first half. I thought, who am I going to give man of the match? Because we, we, even when we got one nil down, so I thought one nil, one nil down, that's it. Because me and brother said the same. We got one nil down. You, you, you can't see us coming back. And I was sitting the first half thinking, who's, who's going to be man of the match here? And I was thinking, Joe. But then I look back at it now. It, it, it is really hard to pick. But if I had to pick, I'd probably say Jose because there was some more some more saves he made where it could have been four That's or five. Fair comment, to be honest, yeah, Jose saw's a good one. And your performance rating? Two, if I have to give it. <laughs> I gave it a two. It was... uh, to be fair, I think that's you can't really give it much more than that. And I'm like, no. I've given a ten this year with the United away performance. I think I yeah. gave a ten. So I always try. So I just couldn't give it, couldn't quite give it to myself to give a one. Uh, Manny gave it a nil. Which was like fair enough, uh, and I've given it a two. And your Netflix recommendation. So Jack's already said the one I was going to suggest, The Last Dance. 
Um, oh, right. Yeah. If you like your sports sort of stuff. Um, and it got me back into watching it, to be fair. Um, Drive to Survive. The F1. Drive to Survive. Yeah, the F, the Formula One fly on the wall documentary. Oh, right. Okay. And that's, they've done. Which season's that? Um, they're on season four now, which was last year's, last year's season. Is it good? Yeah. I've, I'm halfway through watching that one, but the, the previous three have got, have got me right back into it. So I used to watch it in like the Schumacher and Barrichello days at, at Ferrari. Yeah. When I was in primary school and then I went, went off it. And then started through lockdown, just flicking through different series and thought, oh, try to survive, see what this is. And I know some people, like some F1 diehards, moan about it, um, that it's a bit too dramatised and stuff. But it got me back into the sport. It really has. So drive to survive. Absolutely fantastic, mate. And I should just say, I mean, most people won't know when I mention this name, who they, who he is. Um, but to me and you, we'll know that yeah. I'm going to talk about Robbie Bolton, yeah. um, who passed away. If you don't know, myself and Josh, we both uh, run, uh, have been involved with marching bands for a long time, um, you know, getting kids off the street, learning them to play an instrument and stuff like that. And uh, Robbie Bolton is uh, someone that was in the Boys Brigade, it goes back years and years that we know, lovely bloke and... Uh, I, I couldn't believe when I've heard that he's yeah. passed away. I say, um, funny enough, it was when we were at Boys Brigade on Thursday and we have got like a group chat and it come up on there. Then I was like, surely not. And the person who put it on... How old was he? He was in his 70s. He was in his 70s. Was it sudden illness or something? Um, from what I've heard, it was a... Um, he complained about like a, a chest issue and his neighbour said, we'll take you down the doctors the next morning. And he was having some work done on his house. And then next morning, he, he, apparently the workers have said to the neighbours, he comes out every morning and talks. Never come out. Tried ringing him, no answer. Neighbours come in and then found him. It was a, was it a heart attack. That's a heart, the, I think so. They just they just found, found him in his bed. And it was yeah, a bit of a shock. It's very sad. He was, a, he was such a lovely bloke. And he did so much for young people and stuff mm. like that. So... Uh, I know he helped out at Lionsfield as well, yeah. didn't he, in recent yeah, years? Yeah, so, like, my brother helps, but out majority of the time with the band now. Yeah. And he says Rob was always there, half an hour early, setting everything up for the kids. And yes. he, had, he, had, he had the band and the Boys Brigade at heart, because he was Boys Brigade president as well for the for the um, West Midlands, Wolverhampton district. I know, mate. Sad. Um, Such a lovely bloke and always had time. So, really sad. I know most of the guys here won't know yeah. who Robbie is, but me and you, we, you know, we do know him. He's a legend in the year mm. and uh, he will be sadly missed. And, uh, Josh, thanks ever so much for coming on. Much appreciated. And, uh, hopefully, uh, next week we'll at least be able to talk about a better performance. Even if we don't Fingers get crossed. any uh, any results. <laughs> I say the only thing is I'm not I'm not going to Chelsea now. Oh right, okay. When they when they stopped selling the tickets, I ended up booking on a golf weekend down in Devon with my mates, and then you probably when made the right choice. Oh, yeah. by the way, by the way, you're talking about golf, um, guys. Check out if you've yeah. not watched it, go on my my vlogs. Make sure you watch my golfing vlog that I've done because I, I've got the British Masters got in touch with me. Uh, Betfred British Masters and I went down and had some photo shoots and went uh, having some golfing lessons on the driving range and this this driving range has got 10 cameras and it tracks where your ball going and then we went on to um, the 18th hole of the Brabazon 
uh, which is where the British Masters Golf and the Ryder Cup, and they basically they, they put the flag in the where it will be on the fourth day. It's the same place it was in the 1985 Ryder Cup when Sam Torrance uh, put in a 22-foot foot put to win back the uh, the Ryder Cup for for, the, for, for for Europe for the first time in something like 30 years. And I was up against um, a, a Blues YouTuber and a Villa YouTuber, great lads, and you need to watch how I got in. And I put something on social today about my, my – I put this – put. I, I couldn't believe it, mate. It's, it's a brilliant – I couldn't even do that. Have you seen it? <laughs> I've seen, I, I watched it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought the whole right. video was brilliant, the way they took you through everything on Top Tracer. It's and... fantastic. So if you haven't watched it in the uh, chat or thing, you get on, watch um, the uh, the golf video because it is brilliant. I re really enjoyed it. Hopefully it's entertaining. And if you did fancy going to the Masters, because um, like they've even given us a link so you get 15% yeah. off. There's, few, there's only limited tickets on that because, you know, but it's at the Belfry. So if you fancy it, get on that uh, before it's too late, but definitely watch the video. So fantastic. So I just had to say, as you mentioned, the golf. Oh, if you're a golfer, mate, you've got to be impressed with my putt. Oh, brilliant. Unbelievable. I know. I can't believe it. One of my greatest sporting <laughs> moments, that is. Anyway, Josh, all the best, pal. Brilliant, Dave. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. So just three to go. And we've got, we've got uh, Speedy, Liam, and then we've got Sam. Who's in? Is uh, is actually outside of Molyneux as we speak, waiting to speak to Bruno Large, I think. But we're going to bring on a young man that we've not seen for a, a very long while, which I'm very surprised why we've not had him on. But he's back tonight, and everyone will be happy to see you. Hello, Speedy. Hello, you're right. Thank you for waiting so patiently. No vaccination agreement. We haven't seen you for ages. I know, I know, sorry. Andrew said you used a driver for that put. It wasn't a driver, it was a put it was a it wasn't a driver, Andrew. It was a proper putting thing. They've just moved on a few years, probably. Uh the technology. It was it was what I was given for the put. It was a putter. Uh yeah, sorry about that. So why how That's come right. we've not had you on for such a long time? I'm honestly I know well my mum's situation. Um and how is your mum? Um, no. she's, she's, all, she's all right. She's had a lot of treatment. Um, the reason I'm not being honest, obviously, with mindset, obviously, because of what she's going through, I wanted to be in an OK mindset to talk about um, um, stuff. So I do apologise. Well, you should say um, that your mum's been suffering from breast cancer, hasn't she? Yeah, and yeah. She's been having a lot of treatment. Your mum's lovely. And she is in a... So she's treatment's been going well. Um, yes, and so you're lovely as well, by the way. I appreciate it. And you've got, and you've got a dog called Cody. Yeah, and uh, also another dog that might be on its way as well, so to add to the family. Oh, right. Well, you, what, we, we, I'd be interested in seeing what you're going to call him. Maybe it'll be Dazzle or something like that. Or, or Magic. <laughs> or Magic, yeah. My dad would love that. So, Speedy, uh, let's talk about the game. I'm sure you've got a few stats that you want to reel off. Yeah, um, I, I hope you're not annoyed with me, but I've not been to Molyneux. Um, I've been looking after the dog. Uh, my mum has, though. My mum's back at Molyneux. No, now, mate, not, not at all, of course. It's, uh, this is available for everyone, whether you watch the game on TV, listen to it on the radio, go to the match, you know, whatever. You're all fans in your own route. You get there when you can. It's expensive business. So it's this is just for everyone to, um, to be able to put their thoughts. So crack on, Speedy. Crack on. Uh, 
Um, just before I start the stats, I've watched all your extra times. Um, I absolutely adore it. It's like talk sport, but obviously you're yeah. a better presenter. Anyway, to the stats. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, thanks for letting me I on. I need to have me on talk sport then. I, I know, I know you'd be brilliant. You'd have to um, write to him speedy for me. I will do. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Obviously, my mum will help as well, and Cody. Um, the dog. Well, I don't know about Connor Cody. He might be busy. Um, the dog. The dog will. <laughs> well, yeah, he's busy, busy bloke. Um, obviously, the game was 3-0, which is very unfortunate. Um, shots, uh, Wolves had um, 11. Um, obviously, unfortunately, one on target. Um, Brighton had 17 um, shots on target, nine. Um, there was two yellow cards for Wolves, uh, one yellow card for Brighton. Um, possession, 49% to Wolves and 51% to Brighton. There were seven corners and uh, for Wolves and three corners for Brighton. Um, I, I know... Things at the moment aren't positive with on, on the field. Um, Jose Sarr has made 116 saves this season and he's fifth in um, the goalkeepers' league. And um, the defence has been very good and they've only conceded 32 goals. Um, I've got some more, if that's OK. Thank you very much. If that's all right, sorry. Yeah, crack on, yeah, crack on Speedy. It's brilliant to have uh, you uh, with your stats. We've missed these. Uh, thank you. Um, obviously, the top scorer is Raul Jimenez with six goals. Assist, Daniel Pedence with three. Um, Jose Sarr's got 11 clean sheets, which is very good. Um, unfortunately, they've only scored 33 goals, but they are eighth, which is brilliant. Um, uh, Wolves are in a stat, which is not very good, but I would like to put it out if that's OK. Um, 38 goals were conceded in, in a season. I can't remember which season it was, but obviously they've only conceded 33. Oh, no, 32, sorry. But obviously, that's this. the stat of the season is a lot better than 38, which is well, in the records chart. Um, they've had 357 shots as well. Um, and that's it for the stats. Those are fantastic stats. It's brilliant. It gives everyone a real insight to, uh, uh, as well, uh, Speedy. And you've obviously done a lot of research, which I, uh, I really, really appreciate. So uh, on to the, onto the game. Uh, obviously, you've watched things back and stuff like that. I, I mean, what would you... What would be your moment of the game? Can you or the, or of the day? Let's moment of the day, or what would you pick out? Um, moment of the day is actually Wolves. It's my mum going back to football after a, a traumatic, um, a lot of time out. If that's all right with yourself. Um, well, you know yeah. Jason, who was on yeah. before, uh, Jason Guy. He does a lot, a lot of work. Um, for charity to raise money for breast cancer because he did lose his uh, his first wife to I, I believe to to breast cancer and it's a, something very very close to his heart and I know that you you your mom's a member here as well and we do love it a bit and it's really Thank good you. to hear that she's uh, she's in a good she, you know she's in a lot better place at the moment and I yeah. know that it's been tough for you because um, yeah. you were on really really regular and she had to step away to get better and you say she was back at the game yesterday um yeah she's she was back at the game yesterday in the steve ball um she was actually quite frightened because it's quite warm and the w comes up the fire that she might um well get burnt but um, i think she, <laughs> yeah. she did say that was her words not mine but uh, i thought i'd like to put that out if that's okay yeah, no, absolutely fantastic. And uh, I'm just sad that, obviously, the performance uh, wasn't mm. as great. As I was walking out yesterday, if you watched my match vlog, but someone... I always do that. Uh, you did, yeah. You, someone, some chap, I think, called Andy, I think he was. It, as I was walking out with my dad, I was doing my end, my summary. 
came yeah. up and went, "Here, Dave, here's a New York Wolf badge," and I he travelled that, yeah. all the way over from New York. I know, to watch I know. That pile of poo, he said. By the way, Speedy, Jason's uh, still watching, and he says uh, in the uh, in the pundits chat, he says good news about your mom. That's oh, why we you, do what we do. He's a legend, by the way, and he's absolutely brilliant at what he does. He should be proud of himself. Yeah, and we'll... yourself as well. You're brilliant at your, what you do. Oh, I've watched your golf vlog, and uh, yeah. I don't think it was a fluke. I think you just uh, you took your time and you compared yourself, and it was a very good shot. So well done. Thank you very, very much, mate. And what are you going to give us your performance rating? Uh, my mum did say a four, so I would have to agree with that. Um, even though some fans might think it's generous, but what, um, uh, she said a four. Um, I've got, I've got some other notes for you. Yes, I have. Oh, no. You've oh, done not... oh. proper preparation. Um, yes. Um, do you like crime? I don't mean do you like crime as in you commit murder or whatever. <laughs> I mean, do you like watching stuff like that? Yes, mate. I do. Um, do you know the Yorkshire Ripper, Peter Sutcliffe? Yeah. You like I don't, the you know, him. I don't yeah. know him personally, but I know who well, he I, is. I yeah. wouldn't want to know him. I wouldn't want to know him. <laughs> um, the Ripper. The this is Netflix. why we've missed you, Speedy. <laughs> the, the Ripper's on Netflix. Um, also, um, Chris, who was a lovely gentleman, like every other pundit on here, uh, mentioned Afterlife. And uh, obviously, it's a comedy, um, but also it raises awareness for cancer, which is obviously very good. Yeah. Um, also on there is Benidorm, which I really like, and um, it's I think it's an eighties or nineties program that you can download um, called Bottom with um, Rick Rick Mail and Ed Edmondson. They're so funny, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, Rick Mail. He was he's a comedy genius as well. Um, also, uh, favorite TV program because I've proper prepared for this. Um, Coronation Street is I, I have to watch that every single day. I absolutely adore it. Um, and also the Great British Bake Off. Oh, I love that as well. Oh, the really. Bake Off. I, was... I do like the Bake Off. Oh, I love that. It's great, isn't it? Emma's quite good at baking. Oh, well, cool. She's good at most things regarding anything to food. It's like living in a, it's like living in a Michelin star restaurant in our house. I tell you. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, Mister B- uh, Kevin Jackson says all the best to you and your mom. Uh, Mr. Blue Sky says bottom. What a show! Young ones as well. Oh yeah, absolutely great. fantastic. Brilliant. So fantastic. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, mate. And uh, hopefully no it won't be too long before you're back on again. And, um, you know, it's just great to see you uh, well, talking well, because is it you're autistic, is that right? Uh, uh, yes, I've got autism, yes. Mate, and so, like, I know that you've said to me in the past that coming on to here uh, has helped you. Uh, with yeah. your confidence and coming on and talking live on YouTube, because it's not easy. Uh, no, it's come not. On. It's not. No, it's not. And you've just got better and better and better every time you come on, mate. And we do love you. you. And it's great to see you. And please, from all of us watching, there's still over 105 people tuning in, uh, watching now. And there'll be loads watching it back, I'm sure, and listening to it on the podcast. Can you just please um, pass on your, uh, our love and best wishes uh, and support to your mom? Oh, well, can I just say something as well? You know, you said it wasn't easy to come on. Uh, my mum says the reason it's easy to come on is because you helped me. So um, you're a great mate, and I, I would like to meet you one day. Um, mate, that would be uh, an absolute a pleasure. pleasure. Um, probably not. I don't have to shake your hand, not because of COVID. It's because I don't like touch. Um, but uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a shake of a hand would be uh, very good. 
Absolutely fantastic, mate. I look forward to that when we can see you one day. And thank you for all your support and to your mum as well. And hopefully no we can make that happen sooner rather than later. Oh, oh, also, you, oh, can I just mention one thing? I, I know you mentioned a long time ago about a charity match. Is that yeah. still on? Um, it's something that we're working on, mate. Um, I got invited to one last year. Um, I've got something um, that I've thought about, but obviously with things going on at the moment, uh, I'm waiting to see what happens with that, but it might be the year after. That, can I help so, out if that's okay? Pardon? Can I help out? I really would want to help out if that's all right. That'd be fantastic. It's something I've got to work. Uh, there's a lot of people I've got to talk to about my idea, but I'll come back onto that. But yes, mate, absolutely. I'd love to love to have your help out, mate. Fantastic. Definitely. I can actually play football, you know. I'm very quick. And I'm quite You're fast, muscular. are you? Yeah. I'm I'm need, quite... I've got a suggestion. Can we have you playing up front for Wolves next week then? Do you know, do you know how much stone I'm in muscle? I don't know. 13 stone in muscle, pure muscle. Promise you. I don't do weight. I do like, I do a. Uh, Machines, so yeah, I'm 13 stone in muscle. So you work out a lot. Yeah, I'm not triory, but I try. Yeah, <laughs> not triory, but I try. Line of the night, that is, mate. Fantastic. <laughs> well, we'll have to when I when I get the trials on, I'll get you down and we'll get we'll we'll actually time you and oh, uh, we'll see Thank what you. your best position is. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thanks, Speedy. Fantastic. Uh, Take Andy care, says, uh, Speedy, great. Ten minutes. Uh, Jane Layton says, take care, speedy, lots of love uh, to your mom. Thank you. Andrew Thank says, you. really nice man. Uh, Wolves F1 is a member, speedy. And if you do want to become members, the link's in the description uh, below and you can get on the Discord group. And Gaz Roberts says, all the best, speedy. Good to hear your mom is, uh, is recovering. Absolutely fantastic. And Andrew Knight says, speedy by name. And that's uh, why it's you're crazy, speedy, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> hey, there you go. God bless you, mate. Catch you the next Take time. Care, Take care, mate. All the best. So that's Speedy, top top lad. And then we've got uh, two to go. Uh, Sam, who's coming after the watershed, who's actually still stood outside Molyneux. And if you don't believe me that he stood outside Molyneux, you, you're going to believe it when he comes on the screen. And we've got now, finally... Making his debut, drum roll, he's smiling in the back. Liam, hello, mate. Hello, how are you? I'm oh, good, mate. Thank you so much for waiting no so, worries, no so patiently. You gave me a big drum roll there, a big, know, big reception. Bill. No, it's brilliant, mate. And this is your this is your debut, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully first of, of many. It's a shame no. I had to come for this game because we didn't do so well. Uh, well, it's good because you get the, the, the thing being in the green room as well and being your first. I don't like to put people on first because you get to sort of get a gist of what yeah. people are talking about and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But we, we everyone are going to be very interesting to know. I mean, people are already saying hello to you here. So let's welcome Liam uh, mm -hmm. onto, the, uh, onto, the, um, onto the show. And... Um, Basically, Leon, we wanted to learn a little bit more about you. So tell us how old you are, where you're from, and how have you got into supporting Wolves? Um, well, I'm 15. I've got my GCSEs this year, so it's a big year. Um, I've, obviously, I'm from Wolverhampton. Where else? Can't be anywhere else, really. You're a proper, you're proper young lad supporting your own town club. That's brilliant. Yeah, childhood Wolves fan. Been fan since birth, really. So it's perfect. 
Okay, and um, so like you, you're from Wolverhampton. Do you go to the game? Get to go to the games? Yeah, yeah. Uh, season ticket. I go to a couple away games here and there, but yeah, I got a season ticket. Where do you Where do you uh, sit in the stadium? We sit in the Billy Wright stand. I'm a bit. I, I want to go sit in the Steve Bulls at uh, the South Bank, but obviously. We've got tickets where we can, so I'm grateful to go, to be honest. Well, to be honest, there's a lot of people that are waiting for season tickets. Mm. Um, so that if you've got a season ticket, you don't want to let them go, do you? Because yeah. <laughs> you, you, yeah. you're struggling to get. So how, how long have you had the season ticket? Um, since it was, I think it was the season that we went down to League One. I think that was the first season that I went. Oh, so quite a while. So you like you yeah. actually started going. In. And who do you go with? I go with my dad's. Well, it's, it's quite nice. We've got a nice row with like the whole family. We've got my dad, my uh, my brother, and then like my cousin that side of the family. Like we all sit together, so it's it's quite nice. And uh, and what's your pre-match ritual? Sorry. What's your pre-match ritual? What to meet up with everyone and stuff? Yeah, I mean, what do you do? How does how does a typical day look like for you? Well, my dad, I don't actually go with my dad. I um, I just go with my brother. So we go in, he comes in like near near enough, right when the whistle blows. So he's yeah. very late. But um, it's usually me and my brother that first and then everyone starts coming in one by one. And then, um, yeah, it's, then it's a good time. And you start talking about the game what yeah. you did and your scores and all that mm. sort of stuff. So, I mean, what was the mood like on your row this <laughs> week? It's difficult because... Every, every every game this season, it's been it's been nice because obviously last season behind closed doors and stuff, it's been nice this season because we've had that sense of involvement. Because last season on the telly, I didn't really feel involved. I didn't feel like I was that I wanted to go and support my team. But obviously this season, it's been so good. I think this season's been a breath of fresh air. But yesterday, it was awful. It all went wrong. There's so many talking points you could talk about because there's many things that are going wrong. And I think us well, being eight... Well, this is why you're on. Tell mm. us what, from your perspective, where where's things going wrong? I think, I think because we're eight, it's 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 kind of hiding the fact that how bad we've actually been. I think we've we've had really good performances, but by no means we have not cruised a single game this year. Obviously... United was a good game. I think that was probably the only game that I thought this was an incredible performance. Yeah, the United away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even the United at home, we did well, but obviously we lost. But um, I think there's that performance against Aston Villa. We did so well in the first half, but we somehow still made it difficult for ourselves. That's so well. Yeah, because like that is a game that we should be killing off, and we usually. You know, any team should do that. Somehow we were going into the last 10 minutes and it was nervy. Because like the first 80 minutes of the game, you know, it was the perfect performance. There was no problems. There was no, obviously, nerves. But as soon as that penalty went in, we just we just crumble. I mean... Don't you think after the first penalty and they missed mm. it, that should have been the, the alarm bells and they yeah. should have gone, stepped it up. Yeah. But it didn't change anything, did it? Yeah, I think... I was, saying, I was saying it to my dad because it's it's the, basically the equivalent of scoring a goal. The, the cheer going around the stadium, it's like that. that's something you've got to feed off. That's something you've got to go on the other end and stop putting them under pressure. Make them, you know, kind of, you know, regret missing the pen because we kind of 
we just gave them the opportunities just to come straight through. Obviously, the second penalty, at first, I didn't think it was a penalty. I thought, well, Bet was looking for it. I haven't really looked back at it. I don't really want to look at the highlights. But either way, I think Welbeck was going nowhere. And we still gave away a penalty. Two penalties in one game. It's we, we've the amount of penalties we've conceded this season. Like it's I think nine, it's not been spoken about more it. than any other nine. team. It's, it's, it, and we've and only one of them's not gone in. I think am I? That's I it's think that's one. correct. That was the yeah, one, yeah. the first one we missed. But they they missed that one, so we give them another one to have a go. Yeah, another yeah, yeah. Guy. It's it just blows my mind how clumsy we are at the back as much as we've done so well defensively and I think Jose Sars kind of secured that really I think we're so clumsy in the way that we make fouls that we don't need to make I think the body foul we didn't need to make like for the penalty because Welbeck was going nowhere uh the Sais handball you can kind of see he's trying to get out of the way I think it is a penalty but I think it, it, he shouldn't really have his arm there. There, obviously, he's trying to block the cross, but we've got we've got five at the back. Someone's going to be there to clear it up, um, and that's that's why you have three centre backs because if one per, if it gets past one of them, you've got the sweeper, which is kind you of play a bit yourself, Liam. Up. Um, I used to, but not not much anymore. Obviously, school and stuff it kind of gets in the way of it. Now, uh, to be honest, with you, you young lad, are you making mm. some? Uh... I think David Crowe's just uh, said here, Liam speaks well for a young lad, very confident. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Layton says, yes, Liam, I agree. So there's lots of people that are, you know, quite impressed with how you're talking mm-hmm. uh, and the, the common sense that you you make. Where do you think it's gone wrong? Do, what do you think? Do you think there's something, an issue behind the scenes? Do you think they're not bothered? Yeah. Are they on the beach? What's, what can you put your finger on anything? I think one of the main there's so many problems you can pick up. You can pick up the players' attitude. You could even you know through no substitutions. But one thing you've got to pick up is the recruitment. There was something like the team against Burnley last week when um, you compared that to the team that we had two seasons ago. I think those three changes. There was Semedo for Doherty. There was Saar for Patricio. Yeah. And I think there was I mean, no those four. I think it was Fabio for Jota or or it was Fabio for Jota. It was Frank and Fabio weren't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, and that's crazy because football is not it's not a it's not a sport that you can stay keep the same. You see teams like Liverpool, how good they've been. They they can do that, but even then they're adding on talent to their to their squad. They're adding on people like Luis Diaz, even Jota. Like we've got. It's it's been too long that we've had the same core squad, and I think eighth has been incredible for us this season. But nothing was stopping us from going higher into those European places. We should have gone higher earlier. Yeah. We should have done, and that I think every single Wolves fan, that's mm. the frustration. Yeah. It's like almost as if oh God, we're eighth. Mm. We better start not. Uh, we don't. We don't want to get into Europe because we've only got a small squad, and it means we're going to have to spend a bit more money. It's, I don't know. This is yeah. why I think um, the summer window is going to be a real mm. pivotal moment on Foson's ambition for this yeah. club, um, and I think the supporters have been quite patient and understanding, mm. and. Um, and supportive generally, but like yeah. this summer window is it, it's it's massive. And yeah. if they don't 
if they dilly dally or faff about and they don't do it in the right way, yeah. the fans are going to blame, start pointing the finger at, at, at the board. Um, if they do invest, then obviously you've got to then look at Bruno and what he can do with his team, his proper yeah. team, and then you judge him off that. I don't think you can fully judge him. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not, a, a, you know, there's some people saying for him to go. Uh, and if Fosun don't believe, as um, someone said, that actually if they're not fully committed to him, mm. then it's up for them to make that decision. But if they are and they bought him in, then they've got to properly back him. Yeah, they've I got think, to back him in the summer. I think Bruno, I think it, you can see his frustration. I don't think he wants to play this system. I think no, I've, been, I've been saying this for ages. The, the day that we move to a four-back is the day that we can actually look forward and we can improve because as much as this five-back has done so well for us, there's this one little thing that we we need, like this one more piece in the jigsaw just to get over that line to actually challenge like West Ham did in that season. We need to go to a back four and that means we need to buy players. I've seen something in the Athletic that... They're moving Kilman to the left-hand side of the back three. So that just shows that even if we're going to sign players, we're not going to move to that four-back. And as as much as five-back is good, and I think it's been really good for us, you can see it by the lack of chances created because we haven't got like a Morgan Gibbs-White. I think he's perfect. You don't even need to buy a midfield player. You've got one in the championship. You see, I'm with you on this, Liam. With more, I know some people don't like Morgan. They say he's not the answer and stuff like that. But this chat that Morgan, the problem that I had with Morgan Gibbs White was his attitude. Yeah, that he was a bit immature. That he got the he's got the glamour girlfriend, the glamour lifestyle, and he maybe it went to his head a little bit. He made some mistakes during the lockdown. People make mistakes. Mm. He's gone out on loan to um, Sheffield United. Sorry about, sorry about the uh, the loss of connection there, guys. Mm. Apologies for that. <laughs> I'm just saying that Morgan Gibbard, he's gone on loan to Sheffield United and been basically their player of the season. And yeah. if he's manned up and learnt a lot from that, then, you know, why shouldn't he? He's a Wolves player. He, he does add something and I think he's an yeah. option. So yeah. I don't think people should be dismissing him. You have to judge him. Now he's, he's growing up. Yeah, and, I think... Plenty of games. I think he hasn't had that season where he's been playing game in, game out. I think he's he had that season, the first season we came up, he had a good run of games because he, I think it was that Chelsea game at home where we beat him 2-1. I think that was the game that he kind of shone and he showed Nuno what type of player he was. I think ne since then he didn't ever get the, a look in on the team. because Sorry kind about of that, well guys. We We're back again. <laughs> we've lost. Um, uh, we seem to have lost Liam. So this is some technical glitches. Hopefully, you can put some thumbs up if you can hear in the uh, chat. So apologies about that. Um, Carl Whitehouse says Morgan gives White uh, plenty to learn from mistakes at the club and needs opportunities to play games for Wolves. So that's a fair comment. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I think we still need to go in the transfer market and buy. Um, a couple of quality midfields. I think we need another striker. I think we need strengthening yeah. defence. I think there's a lot of areas, every area of the pitch we need uh, strengthening. I think the wing-backs generally are good enough. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when they're all fit, but it's the uh, it's through the spine mm. and they've got to go with it. 
I did a tweet about it the other day. I was thinking about what kind of summer would take Wolves to the next level. And I think part of that has to come down to selling Neves. As much as he's a star player, you've kind of got to look at it from a business point of view. I think he's a player that, obviously, you can't really replace him for a team like Wolves. Um, I think, obviously, like Bruno said, to a team like Wolves, he's worth over 100 million. I think... If we can get 100 million for him, I think that would be really good. I doubt we will. I think we'll, we, we would settle for about 60, even 50. But I think we'd, it does take a sell, selling a player like Neves, like like, like Villa. They sold, Greel, they sold their best player, Grealish, and they've invested it in different players um, to improve their squad. And to, as much as they haven't done too well this season, I'd probably say they're on track for something good. The signing of Coutinho was a statement signing because I don't really see where Wolves are going. I can see where teams are going. Like Newcastle, obviously, they've got their money. but uh, and, and and Villa, I can see them. I can see like their vision and where they're going. But with Wolves, you just feel like every 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 transfer window, we call for something to happen. And slowly, by, slowly and slowly, it, it the window goes on. We just don't get... Nothing happens. We I think that's get... frustration, isn't it? We need to mm. come out the blocks and sort get. They need. I'm hoping that they've got a plan right now. They've already got the the, the buttons ready to press. Yeah. The Mendes needs to step up and do what Mendes does, and like he did when we first thought we've got we've got to go for it. Yeah. Um, Liam, so man of the match for you. If I have to give one, it's got to be Sar because he he made a good couple saves in the first in the first half that kept us in it really um, I agree with that performance rating zero, zero. so you're going to give it a nil yes not even There's anything no, no chance not even a one not none of those players look like they wanted it at all saves walking about everywhere I think. that's how bad that's yeah. how bad it is that's mm. how bad it is if you can get in zeros uh, moment of the day <laughs> I probably I got I got a, a McDonald's at the end of the day. I guess that's probably the best one. <laughs> there wasn't anything. That's why we say moment of the day, not the match. Yeah, yeah. that's it, really. Fantastic. So a Mac is at the end. That's good. Which what did you have? Uh, a, a, a big tasty, a, 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 a big a, or what? I had a nine chicken nugget meal. Well, it's not a meal, but nine chicken nuggets and chips. So and that cheered you up nice. a bit. Then. A little yeah, bit, nice. yeah, a little bit. And do you have any uh, Netflix recommendations or favourite TV shows? I was thinking about this. Both, I've, I, I had two. Both of them have been ta- been taken. There was Afterlife, and there was The Ripper. Um, Afterlife, both of them been taken. Tonight, yeah, yeah, it's a good. It's, it's really good. Um, that along with The Ripper, I think them two are really good. Um, if there was anyone else, um, probably SWAT. It's kind of like a um, probably what SWAT. It's just SWAT. It's it's an American thing, but it's like We're a prison. Sorry about that. It must be my connection. I don't know whether the internet breaks at a certain time or or my battery's running low on the computer. Hold on. Um, yeah. So Liam, fantastic, fantastic mate. Absolutely brilliant. I hope. Sorry to keep you waiting. No, I hope fine. to get you on again. And Hopefully, thanks for yeah. supporting the channel. But uh, now you've got your first one out of the way, you can uh, yeah. you'll call again. You spoke really, really well. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome, mate. Take care. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.
So last but not least, and we must say big thanks to uh, Spider Miner for powering the thingy. I told you that he was outside of um, of Molyneux. It's Mr. Sam Payne, and and I'm literally this is an epic, an absolutely epic podcast. We're on two hours and twenty six minutes. This is the this is a new record. I've got fifteen percent left on my battery, and Mac my Mac never runs out. So Sam, how are we doing? It's after the watershed. So I can say whatever I like, really. Well, the first thing is then, folks. Say players, whatever you like without swearing. Okay, players, if you're out there watching, any management from Wolves that are out there watching, it's all about this. It's all about playing for it. It's not about thinking about being on the beach or, oh, don't worry, we're in eight, we're safe. Play for this badge, will you? Because that's what I pay my season ticket money for. That's my first rant out of the way. 100%. Okay, second one. Yes, there's fans out there calling for Largay's head. I'm sorry, but I tend to agree. He was never the Fossen's first choice. He was a second choice, if not a third choice, if not a fourth choice. Who was inherited... the first choice? He wasn't a first choice at all. Lopate was the first choice and they couldn't get him. Yeah. So, so that's four that, years gone ago. By the was point. he the first choice last yeah. summer, though? Yes, he wasn't the first choice last summer, but they couldn't get them. But we won't go into that. It's all water under the bridge. The big right. problem we've got at the moment is we have got players that haven't got their heart in it. The manager doesn't know what... Sorry, the head coach doesn't know what to do with it. He's losing his rag in training, and that has come out of the training ground this week. There's been a little bit of uh, uh, an is upset. This, hasn't is, is, this, is, there, is there definite substance in this? Yeah, there is. It's Obviously, it's come from a journalist. I can't mention any names, uh, but it's come from a journalist. He works for the ENS. Um, say no more. That's, that's the end of that one. Uh, but the last time this happened, it cost the manager his job because the players weren't playing for him. And it fell out and it started in October and it went all the way through the season until he was got rid of. So, in my mind, yes, we need a team rebuild. We possibly need to do something about the manager, unless we're going to back him and give him the two hundred million pounds that he's actually going to need to get a team well, that's in the top the four. Chairman, if you're the chairman, Sam, because I've been saying this all night, back him or sack him. What are you going to sack him? Do? Sack him. I'd have him gone. I'd have him gone yesterday after that game. That was such an abysmal performance. You've got to give it to Nort because not a player on there other than Saar was interested. Now you yourself said that Cody was giving the players some G up at the back. Come the 44th minute, he'd stopped doing it. He wasn't bothered. He got his head down. He'd lost, he's lost his way. So I'll, I'll go through at the moment. I'll, I'm going to go a different way with this for you. I'll go through the team. Rather than giving you a, a naught out of 10, which is my original thing, Jose Sarr, I'll give him 7 out of 10. At least he was trying. Will yeah. Bolly, I'll give him a 2. Connor Cody, I'll give him a 2. Roman Sace, I'll give him a one, pathetically giving away a penalty that never should have been given. He knows to keep his arms out of the way, and he goes and sticks it out up here. Silly man. Nathan Samedo, I might give him a three. He was off giving it. Neves, I think he's one of the players we should actually sell. I do think he's had his head turned, so he's he's got a three as well. Uh, Dendonka, I'll give him a one. He was appalling. It's the worst I've ever seen him play. Joe Martinio. I think I'd get him on the coaching staff very soon because I think he's towards the end of his playing. Uh, I think he'll stay with us for that. I'll give him a four. All right, Nori. I struggle to give him anything. Um, Silver, 
I'm sorry, fans out there. Silver Karnakis, he shouldn't be in this league. He's a championship player at the moment. He's not good enough for the Premier League. He can't finish. He can't find the net. He's had two goals that I've seen that have been any good, and that's in the season. Now, time to go. Uh, and Wangi Chan, I don't know why we bought the lad. He's had two goals, and he's been absolute rubbish since. As you say, I can't swear. I've got players on the bench that I would have played over these. Pedro Neto, I'd have played him over him. Trincao, I'd have played over Marshall. <sighs> Toti Gomez needs to be getting some game time, and so does Luke Cundle. But as for the comments about getting Morgan to give White back, um, got to get him fit first and good enough to play because he's uh, he's not hacking his in training from what I've uh, been told. Um, yes, if he can get back, we might give him a couple of couple of minutes at the end of a game to be an impact stub. But again, we've had no decent substitutions made till late 70th minutes normally. Yesterday, he did his half-time and he changed two. Now, he took the wrong players off in my mind. He really did. And he brought one of the wrong players on. Jimenez hasn't been the same player since our dear friend Louis did the damage to his head for him. Whether it was purposeful or not, nobody will ever know. But I don't think we're ever going to get that player back to where he was. So there's a replacement needed there. From what everybody said, I think we need two more at the back so we can go to four at the back. I do think we need another midfielder in there and I think we need two attackers. And unless we spend the money on proven premiership players, not Portuguese players or Spanish players, premiership players, we're not going to get up that table. That's my little rant over for no, you. No, mate. I mean, it's, you've said it how it is. This is what I like. I said with that after the wardship. Yeah. You, 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 you will never I'm pull not, any punches. I'm not going to be a punch. I've been going to Wolves since I was four. I've been through the, the dreaded 80s. I've been down the divisions. I've been to grounds on a Tuesday night in the pouring rain in the middle of winter. And I've followed them through thick and thin. I've missed a few games this season and we all know why. And unfortunately, I'm fighting it again, but that's beside the point. Um, but I'm half tempted to say I don't want to go to Chelsea next week because I don't want to watch us put out a mediocre team that doesn't want to fight to even get a nil-nil draw, let alone a seven or eight-nil loss, which it looks like it could be. Norwich, yeah. I can't see us beating Norwich. And that's saying something at the moment. So I don't think we're going to get anything from the remaining games. I can see Man City coming and giving us a trouncing. I think Kevin De Bruyne will have a field day. Um, I think Jesus might give him a, a field day. Still, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm fr so frustrated with what I'm seeing. And as it's going through the season, it's got worse and worse and worse. Arsenal, we saw each other at that game. We threw it away. And we don't seem to be able to take a lead press to get a second and a third goal to make sure that lead's held. We seem to get the 1-0 and we seem to play ourselves back and go defensive to try and hold 1-0 leads. It's not going to work in the Premiership. Teams are picking us apart. They know what we're about and we're not trying anything different. So my mind is either back Bruno, tell him now that you're going to give him 200 million, tell him which players they want to get rid of or Get rid of him on Tuesday morning. Tell him he's gone.
getting somebody ready for the season that's coming, but back them in the transfer window to bring their team in and not have another manager's team. The thing that uh, that concerned me with Bruno, I mean, I'm I personally um, back him because I think you can only really judge him when he's had a proper. He's brought some of his players in and he's playing. He's still playing with players that aren't all his and they haven't really backed him properly. But the thing that frustrated me is like the Wolves TV interview and the and the interviews he's done recently is like he said absolutely nothing. He looks shell shocked. Doesn't know um, what to say, does he? Like what we just watched Brighton play. You know, we've seen this game so many times. It's like, well, that's your job to make sure that we don't see this game over and yeah. over again. So that's the frustration. Okay. And um I can see that it started. The, that's why I'm saying the, some of the cracks are starting to appear. And I do think this is why the summer window is pivotal. They've yeah. either got to make a call on him now and go, actually, this isn't working out and it's not going the direction that we want. Or, you know, this is not going in the direction we want because we haven't invested enough and we need to back him in the summer window and yeah. judge him on that. And I'm kind of like hoping that that's the route that they go down because I think he, he's got something. And we saw at the start of the season the how exciting we were. And as the, the like you said, the game... The season is almost like a reflection of the game. We yeah. started well. We have a couple of good bits, and then we're gradually tailing off. Yeah. And that's the only thing we, yeah, the only thing we've seen earlier in the season. Whereas normally we play better in a second half, we've been playing better in the first twenty-five minutes, and then we've been dropping off into our lackadaisical football. But I don't know. Anyway, I've got a question. Right, if you were a manager or a head coach of a team of people who authorises players' holidays, you as the manager or the coach. So people that have said that there's, there's players on the beach or wherever they are, who authorises it? That's down to Bruno agreeing they can go. Yeah. All right. Um, transfers. Who authorises employing somebody who has the final say in it above your board? You as your manager, tell your board if you're happy with them coming in. So we can't argue about the players that have come in, okay? Team selection and training and coaching. Who oversees that? Bruno at Molyneux, okay? Who picks the team Saturday, an hour before the game or two hours before the game? Bruno, based on what he's seen in training, okay? And finally, whose game plan is it that he's put on the pitch on a Saturday? It's the managers, the coaches, Bruno. What's the name in the middle of that that is running all of what we see on the pitch on a Saturday? It's Bruno. It's not the board at that point. The board are only authorising when he goes to them and says, I'd like this player. Can Mendes go out and get them? Or can we approach the player? That point the board come in and say, we'll do it. So unless they back him, get rid. Okay, fair play to you, Sam. That's why we have the the thing so people can say how it is. It's it's interesting. I think we are approaching uh, a crisis point potentially for Wolves. Um, yeah. I'm just thank goodness that it's been said in the chat that we've got so many points on the board. We are well, safe. Yeah. Um, we we take a step back. We look at the start of the season, and if we didn't know everything that's gone on, and we said, "Oh, Wolves are out in the Premier League with four games to go," we're going good first season, not too bad. So he's done the job to get us the points on the board to to uh, to eighth. 
it's not been good um, since January at and all. The, the thing is, the games that we've taken the lead in and then we've thrown away, or the games we just haven't turned up at, I think we've probably lost 20 points this season from those games. If you add 20 points onto 49, we're on 69 points. Where would that put us in the table at the moment? Third. I know. And I would, now, that's, that's the frustration. That's, what's such a, that's what the frustration is with the fans. And that's why I think you've got this split now in the fans of whether we back the manager or we get rid. And there always is that with people. Now, if I was in a job and I was not managing my team properly, my employer would get rid of me. They wouldn't keep me. If I'd got a team member that wasn't playing properly, I'd get rid. I wouldn't keep them. I'd replace you know, them. Ever since you got manager of the month. It's gone downhill. It's gone downhill. Manager, the old manager of the month curve. Yeah, it's come back so, to anyway, my... You've given us your, um, your rating and your man of the match yeah. and you've gone through and done all of that. Uh, yeah. Moment of the day Moment of the match. Right, moment where of you... the day. Moment of the day. Well, I, I'm going to actually take it into the, the crowd. There were, there were two moments that led up to something that I thought was really, really good. And that there was a young lady sitting in the third, fourth row behind the nets um, and her son and her husband. Unfortunately, the son got hit twice by balls that the goalkeeper Steele was hitting. Okay. And Steele went to his coaches, got his shirt off, signed it with a, a marker pen by one of his coaches and came over and apologised and made a big thing of apologising and giving him his shirt. Now, that was a good bit of sportsmanship by him and he was truly upset that he'd, he'd hit a young person in the stands. So, moment of the day that was for me. Have we lost you again? Are you back, Dave? Yeah, sorry about that. It's like my battery's yeah. going and the internet's sorry. going. So Trying it's like we are on. We're over, yeah. we're on two hours forty. This is mammoth. I, yeah. I didn't it's expect mammoth. it to be this long tonight, but you can understand why. So I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Um, you know, and thank you for everyone that's been sticking in with it through the chat. I know it's been a long one. <laughs> and if you're listening to it back on the podcast, it's uh Probably going to do it in three in three episodes, I think. But there you go. You was yeah, I got what you were saying. He gave him yeah. the shirt. Yeah, so that'd be steel for the moment of the day, giving his shirt away because he'd uh, he wasn't happy that he'd, he'd hit a player, uh, hit a fan with the the ball during warm up. Um, I don't do Netflix. I don't have time for it. But if I could say, go back to the eighties, seventies, and eighties, I'd watch the Love Thy Neighbor series again. Because they were in the ah, days right, where you yeah. could say what you thought. There was none of this PC and you've got to be political correct in everything. So have a watch of that again. And if you want to see something that's really nice on the eye, watch the Dukes of Hazard again and have a look at Daisy. What else can you Dukes say? Of, the Dukes <laughs> of Hazard. Uh, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good old... Um, yeah, uh, the good old boys. Good, yeah, no, I think I remember that being on and the, like, with the, the likes of the... Uh, the A team and uh, yeah. and all of that. Just one thing I should say that Wolves have got right recently um, is the partnership with her game two that we should say, which is quite quite good. Um, and obviously Emma's one of the uh, official um, what's it, ambassadors. Is that the right word for that? And so hopefully some more stuff will be coming down. They're cutting all these, you know, that's really, really positive as well. So, but aside from that, it's hard to like really think of anything positive, is it, Sam? Yeah, I know. Very good, isn't it? So, what can you say? I know, mate. And you always say how it is. Uh, Adrian Richards has said, summed it up perfectly at the end. Um, 
And Steve Griffith says, whilst I agree with the last 10 results are poor, the squad has just needed improvement for the last three seasons of Fosen and haven't done it. Come on, Jeff. Spend yeah. it. If so Jeff hadn't been into so many bars buying fans drinks, he'd have had the money to have bought a player. <laughs> yeah, they're back in the day when they used to do yeah. that, mate. So I mean, it's, we're going to watch early. You've not got much, not much, much any points before the any points or any goals for the end of the season. I, I'm I'm struggling to think where we might get anything. If we actually do get a goal, I think the only place we'll get it's against Norwich. But I can see them hitting two or three back at us, and we won't know what to do with it again, will we? Because mate, if we lose to Norwich at home again. Um, well, sacrilege. I'm hoping we get a reaction. Uh, next weekend, as I said a lot along, it wouldn't surprise me with this Wolves team with the turn up for Wolves, Liverpool, against uh, Chelsea, Liverpool, and yeah. um, and Liverpool. And but like you got to turn up against the, the, the thing, yeah. and I think that's the frustration, guys. Uh, we're on two hours, and nearly forty-five minutes. Uh, it's been the longest one. Uh, thank you for everyone that's taken the time to uh, to come on uh, and talk. Thanks for our debutants as well which is brilliant. Well done to uh, Manny and the team, at, you know, raising 7K for Dementia UK, which is fantastic. Um, thank you for Spider Miner for, you know, helping power the show. Please check the link below. And, of course, the uh, the Football Prizes Never shirts on there behind. If you do want to become a member, um, there's lots of different benefits of becoming a member and supporting the channel. Uh, the link is in the description below. and You can get on the Discord group as well. And, uh, yeah, if you watch, watch this and you've stuck with us, before you log off, please smash a like on the uh, on the video to say that you've enjoyed it. Uh, the International Fan Reaction will be out tomorrow night and then we'll be looking forward uh, to the game against Chelsea. And make sure you do check out my golf vlog because it is absolutely class. And if you are what, listening to it back on the uh, the podcast, well done because you've done two hours, 45 minutes, which is absolutely epic. It is officially the longest Always Wolves podcast ever. So as we approach two hours and 45 from myself, all the uh, the guys and gals all that have been involved in the chat or on the screen, uh, we wish you and your family all the best. You know, keep the faith, you know, stick behind uh, the team. We're here to criticise. It is our jobs to report and to be able to criticise as long as we do it in the right way. And let's hope uh, that the right decisions are made as we approach the summer and we'll see what happens with the last four games of the season. Until then, um, always Wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.